0: and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. my name is zachary i'm your host so it is the november 4th 2017 edition getting close to the end of the year and with that uh the news is once again kind of picking up a little bit uh this past week sony uh participated uh, during paris games week they had their uh pre-show presentation uh as well as the rest of the week uh had had some decent news. I don't think anything really came out of that. I don't know if you, if anyone. Oh, I mean, the stuff came out of it, but not RPG related. Exactly. So uh, they of course showed new footage of Shadow of the Colossus remake by Bluepoint, which is looking incredible. Uh, it seems like they added some more effects to the visuals, and so it's looking more in line with the game used to be. Not yeah. so. They, they,
1: they also detailed like the 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 control changes to like the, you have the option to like switch uh, back to the originals, but they also like added like x to jump instead of triangle oh it's, so much better. Better. Oh, it's
0: so much better i think the biggest problem that people had was like the jumping controls and the <laughs> horse controls so hopefully they've got those things fixed um but yeah they had that uh goes to Su- yos-, yos was it tsushima tsushima yes tsushima from a sucker punch which is a crazy looking samurai game uh, that's one of the best looking games already like they showed some all of it was apparently in engine footage which you know take it as you will uh but that looked pretty damn good um, and they showed the new Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds expansion that's out this Tuesday. They showed a little bit of footage of that, uh, and we have some more of that up on the site, too. But,
2: yeah, new footage of Monster Hunter as well, new trailer. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. we're going to talk about them uh, during, in the news segment, but yeah, they had some news with Monster Hunter World, um, which they continue to share more uh, information about, which is exciting because that game's out in a, a little under three months here. So. Uh, pretty damn good times to be a gamer so uh before we do get into all that stuff here we first introduce my special guest you heard the voice of josh torres hi what's up hey uh we got adam Vitale. hi josh hi adam how are you
1: i'm okay i guess i'm running a little low on sleep but i'll be fine
0: hey hey adam hey
3: when, when um, zach z- z- when zach did we put together the podcast kind of had to wake me up oh
0: that's true that's what yeah that's what we do here i think every single one of us is kind of sleep deprived so we're trying our best here um and then we've got james glizio yo hey so yeah it's it's like i said it's kind of exciting times um we're getting close to the end of the year uh as i said and we're getting to the point where we really need to sort of wrap up the games that we were playing and focus on game of the year stuff because that is something we handle in december uh before we kinda share it early in the year. So um I don't know about you guys, but I'm still kinda nervous about that because I'm about to start Horizon Zero Dawn. I still haven't played Nier automata or Yakuza or I don't even know in Persona five, so I don't think I'll be able to play that. So what about you guys?
2: Um I'm feeling pretty good about it actually. Hmm. I've already got Automata, Persona Five, Zelda I've played a good portion of Yakuza 0. The only game I feel like I really need to play to get a grasp on it for Game of the Year right now would have to be um, Horizon Zero um, Zero Dawn. Of course.
0: That's definitely going to be in the discussion based on the... uh the acceptance that was around that and, and continues to be a game that feels like it's kind of growing, you know, in popularity or at least growing in, in um, recognition for the amount of stuff it did. It was kind of, we talked about this before, but it was released at a very you know difficult time considering uh, Zelda and the Switch were released only a few days later. Uh-huh. So it kind of got uh, buried a bit, but that's kind of changed now where more and more people are appreciating it. And maybe with Frozen Wilds, uh, that'll change if I'm not mistaken. Isn't Frozen Wild like the only piece of DLC that game's gonna get, or a story? It DLC? sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kind of implied. That, but, but it's like also, also DLC, just kind yeah. of interesting
3: because it is, you know, out of the RPGs that we're considering as best of the year, like the an original IP type yes. of thing. So that's. I'm not saying it's like a, a crutch or a handicap, but it makes it interesting.
1: Uh, they mentioned that Frozen Wilds is like a direct like follow up to what happens after Zero Dawn? I haven't. I have like Horizon I haven't. I haven't like touched it yet. I need to, but I'm not sure
4: actually.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, where uh, it like takes place. <laughs> okay. I would. I would imagine it's like any open world. It's uh, ours, you know, when Zelda has its own DLC, and I forgot that. Champions I think Ballad you can access
3: it sometime before the end of the game. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be like. Kind of a kind of a significant side story, rather than like this is like a, an epilogue type thing. But we'll see next week. We'll try to get maybe we should try to get Natalie on because she's playing that right now. Oh, yeah, uh,
0: we'll try to see if she can join us next Saturday uh, next time for a podcast, or we'll do a special one. But yeah, uh, yeah it's in any case um, that's going to be out soon. Um, and like I said, there's still other games to come out, like Xenoblade, like the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, which I don't know if that'll do anything, but that story DLC, so that might. Maybe change your opinion for the better, for the worse? Yeah, I'm trying to think I'm
1: trying it's to think of like any like big RPG, like remaining RPGs of the year. I think like is the only one that really sticks out to
3: me. It was Pokemon. Pokemon, oh, yeah, that's and Ultra right. Sun and Ultra <laughs> Moon, which apparently oh, is
0: huge. Like it's it's yeah. twice the size of the original game, so uh at that's gonna be significant.
2: That's yeah. gonna be interesting. Like they just showed off a new trailer and I kinda stopped in Pokemon Moon like halfway through the game, but I'm looking at some of the new stuff in this one, I'm thinking You know what? Maybe I'll give it a shot. Just like one last hurrah for my 3ds before uh, switch totally. Probably,
0: yeah. Um, But clearly, still some more work to do. But you know, expect plenty of more content for the site before the end of the year. I think we got some other stuff, some cool stuff. Has everyone
2: in here played Trails in the Sky the third? I have. I the third, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking Trails of Code Steel Three. I don't know why, but yeah, I've not played it yet. Sadly, I haven't played the second one even. It's us.
3: I mean, I I have not played. we were talking about games we need to play before Game of the Year. I have not played Persona or Nier, which are both both seem to be pretty highly regarded. But Trails in the Sky the third is probably one of my favorite games of the year. Like, yeah, same here. And, I, and this is coming from someone who was who likes but doesn't love first and second chapter. So like Trails in the that, Sky the third was like
2: yeah like that kind of blew me away in a sense. Just... <laughs> no spoilers but the way they handled that ending segment was just
3: Mm -hmm.
2: probably the most mature send off to a cast i've seen in the i don't
3: i I don't want to get on a sidetrack too much but i think it's just kind of an interesting setup where it's like you're interacting with a bunch of characters who have already had two full games of development yeah um, and it's like a really character focused thing so you're kind of seeing like sides of characters um both kind of like after the fact, as well as there's some characters like Shara who you get a little bit more backstory on, and just kind of this really interesting mix of just like learning a bunch more about characters that I've already had a whole bunch of development in this position. It's just something you don't see very often in games, you know? So, anyways, Absolutely. I don't want to get too set.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's definitely the case, and obviously it sets it up for whenever they decide to localize Al or Zero in Okasaki, if that ever happens, um, but we may have to rely on hey. fan patches for that. But in any good case... people
2: on the fan translations for uh, both of those, so they'll yeah. be good translations.
0: Absolutely, that that's definitely going to happen, and and also, yeah, obviously the the biggest reason I need to beat these games is because during our game of the year discussions and other sites, uh, they like to talk about spoilers, and I hate the fact that I can't enjoy these uh, discussions without knowing these things mm-hmm. beforehand. Otherwise, I'll feel like bummed out about it. So I'm trying. So to what hurry. are you
3: doing? Playing baseball. Uh,
0: <laughs> waiting for Horizon <laughs> to download because it's apparently a very big game, uh, with all the patches. So yeah. it's 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 taking quite a long time. But um, but
2: anyways, enough of that. Like. No
4: games we
1: yeah. played. Yeah, we should we should probably like, uh, like notify like the uh, the staff before game of the year. Like, hey, just warning. There's a, like full spoiler alert. Like throughout these discussions, like no oh, yeah. going So, play so, so if you wanna, if uh, you yeah. like, if you don't want to be spoiled, then uh,
0: I've kind of given like, up on that. I mean, I've got like six weeks. There's like a lawnmower guy right outside my window, but I've got like we got like six weeks to get these things taken care of. So we'll try it then. So yeah, let's um let's actually get into. Can you guys hear that? There's like a oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, a it's okay. super it's loud. Okay. Let's, it's gonna... not too bad.
3: It's not too bad. Oh, okay. I'm going to We can still hear your
0: beautiful voice. Oh good. I'm going to turn the microphone this way so it tries to block it out. So yeah. Um as James was saying, uh, let's stop talking about the games that we're going to play and talk about the games that we already did. Uh so um yeah, uh Adam and James, you both covered Zwei, the Ulvord Insurrection on your respective sites. Um yep. it's come to the point where I'm about to take a shot every time James mentions Tech Raptor. But it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, he Tech Raptor. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, that's obviously uh, Zwei Two uh, was, which was what it was originally called, uh, was like the last big PC game Falcon released in Japan, even to this day. And so, uh, XSEED, of course had the surprise announcement earlier this year that they, they were going to localize it as Zwei: The Ilverd Insurrection. That came out on PC uh, very recently, like was it like a week ago? Uh, after being delayed from the summer <laughs> remember when it was supposed to be out there in the summer and now uh it's out we've got review uh, a review up on the site from Adam how you guys been uh apparently you guys are pretty uh, high on that game yeah so let um, me start
3: i guess since i reviewed it uh, yeah. for our site and James is reviewing it for those other guys i mean yeah, those other we, guys. We, we i read oh, his review and he, guys. <laughs> yeah well, he, i read his review and he read mine and we it seems like we basically kind of had similar impressions on everything (laughs) um so it's i i've seen some people like describe this game as like uh like a a yeast or an east light um or something like that but it's i think that that's not really a fair way to put it it's it's it's, if so it's very light it's the game that's most similar to and like and i kind of knew this going in and kind of what i was you know my my preconception of it was Man. Which is kind of a a RPG platformer from Falcom, a little bit older. I think that one originally was like two thousand four, uh, but that game kind of leaned more platformer, less RPG. Where this game leans more RPG, less uh, less platformer. But I was kind of expecting a similar level of like tone and like story, like prevalence and things like that. But I was kind of surprised how character driven and story driven Zwei is. Like it gets pretty darn serious at times in. Um, actually sort of compelling like it's not like a, like a trails game or anything like that but it's, it's so it does it's, have some
2: similarities there like you yeah. even have the whole section with character bios where when you find out certain things about npcs you'll get like a note on their profile saying hey here's this one interesting thing about these characters
3: so. yeah it just like Gurumin kind of really doesn't have a story it's more just kind of like is really lighthearted, like romp through this kind of fairyland type place and I was kind of expecting Zway to be the same like maybe not identical of course but like I was really just kind of surprised how like how much you know dialogue and story content there is um, and but it, it maintains a really lighthearted comfortable charming feel throughout um, and like it was it, it kind of surprised me in that sense now, I said it is kind of a light RPG. So it's, you basically go through these dungeons, and you control the two characters. The two main characters are Ragna and Alwyn. Um, let me just give a quick premise for people who know nothing about this. So Ragna is a treasure hunter, and they're basically in a world where like, the, you, these treasure hunters fly around in these biplanes, or they call them aeroplanes. And um, there's floating islands and things like that. And he gets attacked. And basically shot down on crashes on an island and he would have died. But he didn't die because Alwyn basically steps in and she's a vampire and basically revitalizes him. That's not a spoiler. That happens in like the first 10 minutes. Um, And basically she's like, all right, I revitalized you and you have to work for me now. The reason why I saved your life is because now you owe me and I need your help to get my castle back and my magic back. So let's go. And that's basically the, the initial premise. So you kind of control these two characters at the same time, simultaneously. Uh, kind of true to the game's name, Zwei, which is based on German word for two. Um,
2: and uh, yes, you, the game 2-2. Two, two.
3: Yes, this is actually the second game. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first game, you can get like a fan translation for, and the characters in that game do show up in this one. But it's it's pretty separate. Like, um, they kind of very vaguely mention like another place, um, which I assume is in the first game. Um, but it's really not relevant, <laughs> not too much anyway. Um so it's kind of a standalone sequel type of thing, um but although connected. So you basically go through these dungeons and you kind of have like a, a basic like like RP- action RPG combo attack that you can do is Ragna, the treasure hunter, or you can immediately kind of instantaneously switch to all to do different types of range magic. And the combat in the system in this game that's basically it the whole way through in a very in a a very short sense. Um, It doesn't get, like, really complex or really fast-paced like an East game or something like that. But it's still pretty comfortable and pretty, like, easy to play. It's easy to pick up and play. Um, And a lot of the game is actually, like, kind of going through these dungeons and finding treasure chests, and there's some small puzzles you have to find to to figure out to get to some of the chests, whether it's, like, um, accessing various rooms... Um, with some minor, with some light like, platforming. There's a couple of puzzle elements and things like that. Um, there's sometimes you have to like drag items to certain places to like put them on buttons or whatnot. Um, so there's some light RPGing, light platforming, light puzzling, um, but it's just kind of a comfortable, charming game in that sense. I kind of wish it was got a little bit more intricate at times, but it's not, I guess it's just not really the type of game it's going for. Um, uh, let me just stop there. I'll pass it off to James. Uh, I don't know yeah. if he had anything he wanted to say off the bat.
2: <laughs> I, I pretty much agree with you, though I do feel like the combat does evolve just enough over the course of the game. Where I thought it was engaging enough at the beginning, and then they just added enough like additional um, complexities to it as you're going on that it never really becomes boring. I'd say it just kind of stays the same feeling. I'm not sure if you feel the same way.
3: A little bit, because like Allwyn yeah. starts out with just kind of like a, like a bullet. Like magic attack, and then she gets like a, a wide wider range like earthquake, and then she gets and like she gets a fire. And yeah, so and so you get a couple enemies. of different magic attacks. Then Ragna does eventually get like a
2: the claw gear, which lets you like grapple on enemies and throw them. Like if you ever played, uh, I don't know. Um, so Robo. it's kind of similar to that where you pick up the enemies and just throw them at other enemies once you get that claw gear. Uh, it, it's a good comparison, I guess, because it's mm-hmm. both They
4: need
0: clouds. another Robo. That would be a great thing. <laughs> I'd be ah,
2: gonna... You're telling me. But anyways, anyways um, I think one thing that both uh, Adam and I agreed on is that the game's localization is very good. Very, very good. I I know some people are going to be disappointed that the game is English dub only, but I feel like, especially for the main characters, like Ragna has a fantastic dub voice, and the voice direction that they had for this game was very, very good. Like, I haven't listened to the Japanese voices, but I feel like I'm going to like Ragna's English voice better than his Japanese voice. So
3: I actually asked on Twitter, uh, I don't don't remember his name, so Ragna actually reminded me a little bit of Ryudo from Grandia 2. And who, I asked James if he had played Grandia 2, and he hadn't. I know Zach has. Is Josh? Yeah, I, I played him. Okay. So the the dynamic between Ragna and Alwyn isn't quite the same. They're not so like, you know, they don't have that animosity towards each other like like uh, Ryudo and... Uh, what's her name? <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Uh, the main character, the main heroine of Grandia 2 um i'll google this real quick <laughs>
0: it's been a while since i played that game so
3: I, I played the pc release when it came out like two years ago and just, like,
0: that's still i mean you play a lot of games Elena. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's
3: it. so but like ragnar is kind of like he's sarcastic at times he's sometimes like a little bit amusingly like flippant to like the villains who show up um he kinda, a lot. He, sorry he cusses a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, he there's a fair amount of like swearing in this game. It, it, you wouldn't expect it from like the art style, I guess. Um, yeah. but like he's amusingly flippant at times. He's just like he's a little bit cocky, but not too much to be annoying. Um so he kind of reminded me of Ryuto. And I actually asked the localization, like the guy behind it at XC, like, was he a like an inspiration? Like that no, was actually more of a coincidence, but apparently the character that inspired Ragna the most was the English version of duo from gundam wing oh that's funny okay <laughs> nice <laughs> best character uh, yeah so and also i hadn't i haven't seen this but i guess ramna from what ramna half okay. um yeah,
4: I can see that. so
3: those are the characters that inspired ragna is like the english english ragna but the voices are are really colorful and charming it does sometimes go for like that cartoon feel where you have like this monster like cat bat thing which is named mont blanc and his voice is kind of grating but it's kind of intentionally grating to the point where the characters say like shut up you're annoying um type of thing but it's kind of like it's just a really charming game in that sense and i think like both the both the dialogue and the acting does pretty good on that on that front um in kind of giving that 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 tone um, so it's just a really comfortable game. And the great thing is it's not too long. Like I think I was just, just high of 20 hours. I think when I beat it, um, there is some extra content that you can do on like a second playthrough. Uh, I don't think I'll have time to bother with that, but it's kind of nice to get, you know, one of these shorter RPGs when you have all these like 50, 60, 70 hour things coming out. So it's, it's nice. And you can just play it lightly in a week. And it's, it's, I think it's worth a look.
2: Yeah. Definitely feel like it's a good Falcom game. Um, not quite as good as some of the other games I played. I said that in my review on. I'm not going to say the site's name, Zach. Oh, hold on! Let
0: me get my. I oh. got my, my mm-hmm. coworkers gave me a bottle of absinthe, and so. I well, that's the I don't thing. Want to it's like myself, it's,
3: but. it's not as it's <laughs> not going to be like as lore and story driven as Trails, and it's not you like as high paced action driven as East. No, it's it, it's it's kind of going for like a little light hearted, a little bit more comfortable type of you know easier yeah, like, to play type like, RPG. Like
2: was, yeah. That's yeah. How I got yeah. It too. Like, the thing I said on in my reviews, I feel like if this game hadn't completely bombed in Japan, this might have been, like, a good, like, real stepping-off point for the rest of the series and for it to lo- really grow into something truly special. Like, I enjoy the game. I really think it's a good game. I feel like people should play it. But the thing that really disappoints me is the fact that I know that, like, say is Y three would probably be a good deal better. And would be something that I'd actually be able to recommend to pretty much everyone. That's my opinion. I don't know. Um, besides that, I've been playing Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, oh. a bit of been? an interesting, uh, fact about this. I'm not sure if anyone listening to the podcast has been keeping up with what's been happening with review codes with Nintendo of America. There is a bit oh. of a, uh, Kerfuffle with uh, Fire Emblem Warriors and how certain sites were getting code like in Europe and some sites weren't getting code in North America. Of course, RPG Site did get out of review on time with those European outlets. That's because we got our code from Nintendo of Europe. Yeah,
3: just I guess a full disclosure RPG Site is like technically based in like as a business under Alex, our boss, who is from uh, England. (laughs) But most of the staff from, from is London, American
4: actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: or London. Well, I didn't know what city it was, but yeah. just, anyways. Um, but most of our staff is English and while we work mostly with or American and while we work mostly with American like outlets and things like that, in cases like this, we do have that kind of fallback where it's like Nintendo of America, they kind of clammed up on Fire Emblem Warriors review codes and we were like, well, we have that access to the European, you know, press. So we were able to get one there and I, you know, we, we kind of, we okayed this in a sense with Nintendo and they seemed okay with it, I guess, at least to our face. Yeah. yeah um,
2: so. Anyways. So there was a whole situation with fire emblem warriors and to a lesser extent, super Mario odyssey where review codes were kind of clamped down. I'm not sure if we talked about this on the show because no, any, anyways, um, I guess it's kind of worth mentioning just in passing here, but basically, uh, some YouTubers, some influencer got a copy of Mario and Luigi Superstar sagas. Um, 3ds remake and they had a hack 3ds and they made a backup of the game and they basically just put it out online for anyone to play it's
0: so don't it's so damn stupid because it just takes one person to poison the well you know and it, yeah. everyone else gets hurt as a result i mean as a site i mean i remember back when we were growing and we we got our first review copy for a game i think nice America if I'm not mistaken, was like the first one sent us a review copy. And it was like this incredible moment uh, as, as a growing site. Some more
2: thing with uh, TechRaptor's side, too. they it seems like NAS America definitely sends out review codes. A I lot mean, us.
0: let me just give like a hot tip. Anyone who really wants to break it into game journalism, reach out to Nice <laughs> America. They are very nice about uh, sending even up-and-coming, uh, journalists, even like Tumblr users and things like that, they're willing to work with you on that stuff. So if you want to uh, uh, try out getting press copies for yourself, I always tell people, reach out to Nice America or Idea Factory. They're both very good about that stuff. And they were the yeah. ones that reached out to us about that. But when things like this happen, it sort of throws into question how long we're going to be able to get this sort of benefit. I mean, we're definitely in a position now where, yeah, like as of uh, earlier this year, we became a, a company rather than just uh, a site. And now we're in a more, a much better position where we can actually just you know buy a copy if we have to. Whereas before, it was a lot more difficult because we just didn't have the funds. Uh, but all it takes is just this one person for it to happen. I will say, at least, that Nintendo America is still working with a lot of journalists and everything. That could have just been a misunderstanding, like it may be a temporary thing. But It definitely um...
2: feels like it was temporary because I know that both on... RPG site side and on TechRaptor side, it seems like the situation with Xenoblade at least is going to be a lot better than it was for Fire Emblem. So.
0: Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't want to like brag about the fact that we're getting help uh, like that from publishers, but I will just say that, you know, if you're going to begin these copies, play it smart. Don't, don't yeah. be just doing that kind of shit. That's it's terrible. Well, and you've got to think about it. Oh, it affects other people as well. The people that are really struggling to make it uh, and, and make a site that is established. So uh, as long as we kind of fell by those rules and the embargo rules, which James yeah. broke last week, I will be fine.
2: <laughs> Technically not, but that's a story for another day. No. Um, anyways, the uh, that whole tangent was just basically a way to say that I got review code for Fire and Memorials. They finally sent it out to North America. And so I've been going through that for the other site that shall not be named.
0: <laughs> nope. You already yeah. said it like 15 like times in that last part. I already, <laughs> really... I already
1: took like three shots, dude.
2: Uh, God. Um, but anyway, Josh is
0: busy. He's a little buzzed. <laughs> Josh, you okay there? Oh, okay, that's good. All right. But anyway, Fireball uh, Warriors. How's that been um, treating you?
2: Not a big Dynasty Warriors like fan. Oh, I you're choosing the wrong Hy- game. <laughs> <laughs> to play that. Well, I enjoyed Hy- um High Roll Warriors. I, I, when yeah, I sure. say that I'm not a big fan, it means that I haven't played too many of them. I played Hyrule Warriors. I liked it so far. My um, impressions for um fire emblem warriors are i like it at least as much as i like tyro warriors i feel like i really like how you're controlling the uh, characters that are in your party and you're saying okay i want these guys to go fight these people and i want these guys to fight these people i want this person to heal this person it it's a really good mashup of um the whole fire emblem thing where it's a tactical rpg and yet you have the action and the uh, base and base uh, management of um Dynasty Warriors, like, my favorite thing about um, Hyrule Warriors was that, like, okay, time management, when do I go for this place, like, this fort, when do I go for um, this other fort, okay, I need to back up this person. And I feel like the additions to uh, Fire Emblem Warriors really kind of enhances that.
4: Sure.
2: Still very early on, so it might get old quickly or something like that, but I definitely feel like I'm going to like this a lot in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. Liz covered it for the same she seemed to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. You there's like a like modes right where you can like uh, prioritize either graphics or frame rate on that yes, on the switch um, I think.
2: Basically there's the kind of graphical mode where it's 1080p 30fps and it looks very crisp on the uh tv screen whatnot and then you can also choose to run the game on um 720p 60 fps and it seems to be a fairly steady 60 fps you know you know.
3: i wonder how much battery that takes i mean like, i'm um, not really uh, a, oh, uh, um, Warriors type person. let me just say i think i would prefer on a game like this the 60 fps even if it's lower yeah. oh, totally.
2: right? yeah. s <laughs> you bring think... a comment on the battery james yeah i was going to make a comment there that performance like um, options only available when you're docked because when yeah. you take the oh, okay. system out of the dock and you're handheld you're only 720 p 30fps Yeah, I have no choice
0: because the uh, resolution okay. of the screen itself I mean, yeah, I would, I'm
2: sure yeah. they probably they might have been able to do something like I don't know 540p 60fps but that's kind of a science point.
0: Yeah, I mean I would say huh. that it the the switch battery is is already not that great to begin with, what's like normally 3 or 4 hours and so like it, I would assume it would have taken a way bigger hit if it was always 1080 60 but but that's good to hear. Yep. At least is it? And I assume it's pretty smooth all around when you do that. Yeah,
2: pretty smooth. Um, even on 30 FPS mode, it good. definitely feels pretty smooth. Nothing like the drops that you might have gotten in um, High Warriors. Though I haven't played the two-player mode, so we'll we'll have to see oh. how. We, uh, <laughs> <I'm ready. laughs> I expect. Can uh, you can, can you do
1: two-player mode on uh, like undocked with like uh, and just separate the controllers?
2: Um, you might be able to, but I... Oh man, not... I,
1: I want to see the performance
2: on that. Yeah, yeah I bet it's it's not great, because even... i I'd imagine the performance games. is going to still be better than Hyrule Warriors, because you had that whole thing with Hyrule Warriors, where you had one person playing on the main TV, and then another person playing just solely on the gamepad, so... It, like the, it.
1: Is the split screen horizontal or vertical?
2: Uh, I want to say vertical. Well, no, I mean, do you mean vertical like there's the split... It, yeah, it the yeah. A oh,
1: man that like sounds horizontal, awful. <laughs> horizontal split, as in like you know, a top-bottom or
2: a vertical split as left and right. Vertical split, I believe, as in left and right. Okay,
1: you yeah. know, I, yeah. I was I always think of like the whenever I think of like weird-ass split-screen modes, I think of how Resident Evil Five did it. Like that's try to like, keep the
3: aspect ratio. Yeah. In <laughs> corners. Oh, that's
0: yeah. that sounds like such a tiny screen. I mean, like when they showed the commercial uh, when they were advertising the Switch, where you had like four player Mario Kart, where there was like four player split screen, and on such a tiny ass screen, <laughs> I wouldn't think about the two player Dynasty Warriors would be like atrocious. <laughs> Everything's moving oh, so fast. I would not want to play it that way at all. That sounds. I've done
2: four player split screen on the uh, actual handheld, I believe, and. Yeah. In- what was it called? Fast Park. racing. You know, technically oh, it sure. says it only really supports two in, in undock mode, but I was able to get four. I, I don't know. They, I think they that.
0: patched it maybe. That, yeah. or that. But anyway. But
2: not very fun because it's like such a fast paced game. And it's yeah. like so. so
0: yeah.
2: And you only go in one direction
0: in that game as opposed to yeah. so like, it's all around you pretty much. But but in that game, can't you
1: just or even in this game, can you like link up like local switches and then like play call, like local cloud uh, that way? I oh. don't think so oh I don't that sounds like that's a weird thing yeah
2: I I would think that's like the biggest strength of that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Huh. Yeah.
0: Does I think I think Bomberman does something like that? Isn't it like four player just on a single
2: screen, or is it? Oh no, um, Bomberman can actually have up to eight players on a single screen. Yeah, what that's the right. Fuck? I mean, it's
0: it's just a screen, right? Like it just needs oh, yeah, yeah, the controller. Oh yeah, So yeah. it's you know that's it's true. top down and all that makes it a lot easier. I was thinking that the fact that what is it like the story mode in that game has like a weird isometric deal, or like at least that's one of the camera modes but yeah. i don't isn't, know like that isn't it
1: impossible screen. to like get all eight players in there though because of the bluetooth limitations oh no you split no. the joy cons yeah it's, it's one,
0: one. One, one 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 side yeah sorry you're gonna answer it, but like either side of the controller itself yeah
1: okay it's so like really it kind of split it kind of splits like the bluetooth okay all it's right.
0: kind of it's kind of like it reminds me a lot like um uh, if you ever watched like Awesome Games Done Quick, two people on controller, <laughs> like the fact of yeah. holding both sides of controller, trying to that seems oh, so shit. like someone shaking the controller to mess you up.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to, like do a speed run like a Switch game, but like it's like co op and they're using the, like the tiny controllers for that speed run. I'd want to see that.
0: Yeah, I mean not yeah. to go on a tangent, but you saw that they just announced Awesome Games Done Quick's uh schedule, right? The 28th. Oh, I, I,
1: I haven't seen it yet. What's, yeah. on, what's on that? Uh, I, know, uh, I know there's no Super Metroid. That's the only thing the people have been uh, talking about with me. I'm like, oh, really? That's weird.
0: Oh yeah, that's I guess the got tired of having it all the time but uh or they needed a break from it but and also because man what are people going to put
2: at the end of their donations now uh I know. They can't well, the last can't
1: kill or save the animals anymore
0: well yeah the, the last game is going to be zelda breath of the wild i just thought that was interesting that a, a switch game like that is going to be the one to end it all uh but man that's uh, such scheduled... a last last speed run <laughs> oh i will say one of the games to kind of surprise pretty too is actually one of the games on oh there. wow okay. yeah and that uh one of the like i think that series is highly underrated because Prinny and Prinny Two, uh, are pretty I wish
1: good. they got like like remasters, like uh, how like the loco Roco and Patapon did. I, I wish the Prinny
2: games got uh, remastered on PS4.
0: That would be that would be pretty nice. I think uh, or at least like a new game
2: that would be pretty cool. Still I still need switch. to play those. I feel like I'm gonna enjoy them when I finally get to them. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get back <laughs> yeah. to the, the
0: topic on hand. Fire
2: Emblem Warriors. That's pretty much all i have to say about it right now i've only put like maybe two hours into it i played mm-hmm. the first three missions so uh the other game i played and this has kind of become a bit of a trend like a few weeks ago i mentioned how i played through uh titan souls like at a friend's place um in just like one sitting same thing happened with uh, nights into dreams um that was one of the games that's part of uh, xbox lives um games of gold this month mm-hmm. and uh Played the Xbox 360 version, played through all the levels, and uh, yeah, first time playing it. The only ever experience I've had with kind of Knights nice gameplay is um, actually one of the mini games in a Sonic the Hedgehog fan game, Sonic Robo Blast 2. Not oh. sure if anyone has played that. So they, they
0: straight up like hacked it I into know.
3: the game? <laughs> now, which, which, which Knights game is the one on Wii? um well,
0: That was a bad one. I remember that because that was
3: terrible. That was really <laughs> bad. I was so excited well, when that was coming. All
0: are bad. <laughs> No, I mean totally. But like uh, when that that was like they announced that Knights was coming back, I got excited, and then I just saw the bad reviews coming. And I'm like, oh no. I think that was
3: like the I think that was early, like the earlier Wii days. Yes. You know? Yeah. And like you just I, you kind of buy it just because there really isn't much else on Wii at the time, and well, like yeah. I, Knights is a like a. A a revive franchise, right? And it's like this garbage game. That's like like a... I don't even it's like it's nights something dreams i think it got i remember like uh people getting stuck
0: yeah, in the environment a lot and it was just poorly done because uh back nice then it was journey normal. of dreams yeah not see, into dreams see yeah. my my experience with the nights and dreams was like way back when i was a kid when uh the saturn just put out that dual that dual analog uh, not or just maybe just an analog stick on their controller and i played it at the back of a target and i was playing the demo for it and i got really excited about trying that and there was also um uh was it christmas in the dreams or something like that like the nights in the dreams with the christmas version Um, christmas dreams yeah Yeah, christmas dreams uh which was like a weird expansion thing that was like a physical disc it was kind of bizarre but um i remember having a great experience with that back then i did go back and play nights in the dreams like a couple years ago and it doesn't
4: hold up that
0: well yeah i i I, I disagree entirely because
2: (laughs) at least um the version i played on 360 i feel like it holds up really well i mean Hmm. it's really fun I don't know. I had the same feeling with Jet Set Radio. Oh, like,
0: I mean, you're entitled to your opinion and all that. Um, I just, for me, it didn't hold up that great. But, I mean, for, definitely um, in the case of, like, you know, what, did you beat it? Did you play beat Knights in the Dreams?
2: Yeah, I got all C-Ranks in... Um, both the characters levels and did the uh, final level for both of them. Kind of a bit disappointing that the final true level for both of them is the same level, but
0: I remember that. (laughs) I remember that being the case when I, when I played it before, but
2: yeah, Yeah. uh, I
0: mean, uh, honestly, I would, Still, kind of be interested in in having a new game for that series, but uh, I don't know. It's like it's one of those franchises that after they did the Wii game, it just kind of died right there, and I heard it bombed pretty much. So yeah.
1: I, I I don't know if I trust Sonic Team to like make a new game these days.
0: Nope. Apparently, yeah. Sonic Forces is really really bad after the fact that you know everyone was really excited about uh, Sonic. What was Sonic Mania? Mania Dark was Mania. yeah. It's like that was an independent developer made a way better Sonic game, uh, and as I'm speaking as a huge Sonic fan, that <laughs> just is sad to hear that Sonic Forces is is apparently so disappointed. Like, they don't really get what people like about Sonic anymore. And you have that on the heels of... You know, Super Mario Odyssey just blowing everything out of the water. Uh, Sonic Forces is out in a few days, by the way. Uh, but yeah. you can I check love out how a reviews. few
2: people on Twitter have actually been saying that they think that the new Bubsy game is probably a better game than Sonic uh... Forces, which is kind of disappointing.
0: <laughs> they did put up that they did put up that image of like the Bubsy game got a better review score than uh, Hand did from IGN because <laughs> Godhand got a three <laughs> So apparently So uh, Bubsy yeah, finally yeah, did uh... it. <laughs> Bubsy, yeah, it's like the metric: how good are you compared to Hand? Apparently, Godhand is. It's like one of the worst games of all time, according to IGN. So, that's, yeah. yeah, that was that's no, I, I love God Hand, yeah, God Hand's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. I actually
2: uh, really didn't, but yeah, I really enjoyed Nights and the Dreams. Um, yeah, uh, I think I might actually play some of those bonus stages in that Sonic game I was talking about because it seemed to be similar gameplay and yeah, yeah. probably gonna be the best uh, other Nights game I'll be able to play for the next decade if we ever get a new one
0: (laughs) i can't really think if i've played any like sonic fan games i think there was a game called like sonic chaos
2: Um, sonic Robo Blast 2 you might have heard about it it's the sonic game in the doom engine
0: i do know there was one where i was like you ran and like there was like a dash button uh i remember that maybe that was just that you were taking off the mechanics of the gba games because the sonic uh gba games are pretty damn good as well uh but that was
2: I do recommend Sonic Robo Blast 2. It's not a game I played this last week, but it's a very good game. Uh, I'm of the opinion that it's probably the best 3D Sonic game, and it's a fan game. So yeah, there,
1: there are there are two memories I have of uh, Nights into Dreams. Uh, one, uh, the memories Genesis... Memories are
0: our dreams about? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The, the Genesis version, or not the uh, Saturn version, had like a... Uh, like a, a, a 3D controller I think that's called uh, that shit with it
4: yeah
2: it actually,
1: it. Uh, it actually had like you know like the analog stick and the D-pad like kind of formation we have in uh, games basically
2: Tours the day. proto Dreamcast controller yeah. it was really so, well yeah. made yeah oh yeah totally yeah. it was a
0: Dreamcast controller basically but black
1: mm. and I think at one point I think Steven Spielberg Spielberg would like like, visited Sonic Team, like, Play played. I think I heard
0: that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, And, and just to, like, uh, finish off what James was talking about, like, I think the great thing is, like, Sega's very open and welcoming for fan games and things like that. Like, they don't, they're not, like, Nintendo or anything like else where they go after these companies. Unless there's something, bi- really a big problem with it. I think there was, like, a issue before with, like, shining force if i'm not mistaken but that was like youtube videos and there was a big misunderstanding which they cleared up uh a lot after that but yeah like them and i think capcom are very welcoming for the modding community because i remember back when i worked for mod db uh they were okay with a lot of those fan projects that people were working on so um and, be, and, the, and because of that sonic game uh the sonic community uh they had the people was it i forget his name who uh, was it Austin Whitehead, I think his name is? The guy who worked on Sonic Mania. Um, Christian, Christian Whitehead. Christian Whitehead, Christian, excuse yeah. me. But yeah, they, they they grew from there and be able to make something like that. Uh, maybe they'll have him make a Nights in a Dreams game next because apparently he can be figured out what made what makes Sonic good. Maybe we will figure out what makes Nights in the Dreams a good game again.
1: Nights Dream Mania.
0: Yes. I honestly would actually love that, a 2D Nights game instead of a 3D. That'd be kind of interesting because then well, you I mean, just go you Yeah,
2: Nights doesn't really even need to technically be... 3D because it just for the most part it's kind of on a 2D plane whether it's top down or like pretty much. yeah
0: you just you just kind of it's like a you're on a railing you're on a rail and you have to like change yeah. tracks pretty much and that's how you get around it but like I think that'd be a lot easier to kind of follow along because I think that's in the dreams especially nowadays it's kind of hard to keep a track of, keep track of so
2: yeah, I do feel like the one complaint I had is that I wish there there was a way you could kind of see the rails, like maybe not completely, but just maybe like a rainbow line or something, just so you know exactly where you're going.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: that'd be like a line, as you said, that'd be that'd be kind of nice. So is that yeah. that's pretty much it though? That's been your that's yeah. been your week. Yeah. Cool. Adam, I I see you just be put as Zwei. Has that been the only
3: thing you played though? Uh I've been playing Deep Engage too, but I am no. on an embargo still, so Oh,
0: okay. Well here are
3: your thoughts yeah. about that. When's that game out again? It comes out the 14th, I think, but the embargo's next week. Oh, it's kind of okay. a weird. It's an early embargo for a really niche game.
2: Yeah, I think before that being is. Well, I mean, embargo was, like, what, two weeks before it came out in the West? Yeah, oh, but yeah, that's right. East 8 is, yeah.
3: like, not nearly as niche as... Demon Gaze. You know? <laughs> but anyways, doesn't really matter.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, Demon Gaze, like the first one, actually sold over 100,000 units worldwide. So, I mean, I apparently was, did pretty well.
0: I think East probably does a lot better than that, a lot better numbers yeah. than that. But yeah,
3: I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, I think the first game was kind of, it kind of had that, um, The first Demon Gaze was kind of at the right place, right time thing, where it's like, this is a a new brand for Vita, and all the Vita people were like, oh, let's get it, you know? Yeah, who knows? I I
0: think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Demon Gaze 2 did anywhere near as well as Demon Gaze did. I have a feeling it
3: won't. It it doesn't have that right place, right time, you know, benefit anymore. Well, it does
2: have the PS4 port, so my do all right but i don't know is
0: it also is it also coming to pc at all or is it no it'll come
2: eventually because stranger sword city operation abyss and uh, well the first demon gaze didn't yeah Yeah, that's
0: that's i think that's important to point out yeah uh which you know i think it really should because i think that that series would do pretty good numbers on pc
2: but it'll happen eventually yeah
0: eventually it'll happen so then moving on then uh josh now
2: the reason why i
0: i all right, uh, John, I want you to talk about everything you were doing not that's not
2: a video game.
0: How about no? How about we talk about everything that's not related to anime? What What have you been doing that's not anime? Uh, oh shit, nothing. you got nothing oh, here. Shit. Everything you've got here is anime.
3: Drive
1: driving is very not anime. Oh, okay, well we're not talking about
3: We're not talking about Do you listen that. to anime soundtracks as you drive? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Fucking a. He's totally does it. I bet. I bet he's got like a whole playlist that he plays. No, you, you don't really have a newer car, so maybe you don't have the ability to do that. That's I
1: have. I, I usually do a USB stick to my oh, yeah. uh, car because I have like one of those radios that have like that slot. So oh, that's my that's my way. Oh, doing okay. It. So you
0: have a ton of anime, apparently. I I, right. I, I I still have a friend
1: who like does the the whole burning CDs. Oh, it. geez. Like Hell, up, like yeah. goes
0: to the library. <laughs> that's what I used to yeah. do. Just go to the library. Take like check out the CDs and just burn them to discs so I could have them forever. <laughs> Cause like it was free. Uh, but yeah, apparently, uh, you watched some anime. Yeah, I,
1: I did. Um, but th- last night, uh, as of this recording on the uh, November 3rd, the, the LA premiere of fate stay night, the movie part one, a heavens field, part one, pre-stage flower, uh, premiered. I was like, Oh, I guess I like fate. I, I, I should probably go. Um, so uh, I, it was uh, airing at the Theater at Ace Hotel down in downtown L.A. LA. Nice place. Gorgeous place. Um, I got a little bit uh, off work early uh, to go line up. I was like, okay, I should be at a fine time. Like, uh, doors open at 5, but the actual movie does start at 7.30. Um, so I'll go there. Like, I, I, I don't know. I started making my way right there around 4.30. <laughs> I get there through a lift, and the line's fucking Huge long, like already around the block. Like, oh my god, there's very
0: few places in California, I think, that they're premiering that, so that makes sense. And it's the LA premiere, it's the main one, yeah. yeah, That's
1: that's okay. So, I I don't know what I was expecting. I was like, man, I I was thinking in my head, Fate isn't that popular these days, right? (laughs) Uh, goddamn, I was wrong. So, there's a a lot of cool people there. Uh, I met up with some friends, I met up with some uh new people here and there, but man, there's it just kind of tying back to you know our discussion a few weeks back about how gotcha relates to loot boxes and so forth. Mm. Uh, there, unsurprisingly, I'm pretty sure like at least eighty percent of the people in that gigantic line were Fate Go players, whether they're the English version or Japanese version. Um, <laughs> I decided to do a little a little drinking game in line because someone uh, mentioned I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll do it. Um, I basically kind of did little, not in mini interviews, but little questions to people in line saying or asking, uh, how much money have you spent in Fate Go? And the little drinking game was uh, take a shot every time someone uh, has spent over $100 in Fate Go. Uh, This this lasted very short because after asking 25 people like, "Okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, (laughs) I'm going to die if I do this. Uh, so that that was, uh, was I mean kind of, Josh
2: I'm not sure w- what you expected I mean any fake go player that's that big of a fan that they'd go to a world premiere for the western version of a movie is probably going to be pretty invested in the game
1: I, I wanted to believe that there were a lot of free to play players or hundred under $100 players right? No, so, not, not in California <laughs> this was more of a curiosity thing more than uh, please prove, uh, help my theory it's kind of like okay let's see um but you know uh movie starts it's all it's all good i anyone who's uh you know read the original visual novel uh will be pretty happy with the way they adapted uh the first events here because it's the first uh movie out of a trilogy uh animated by ufo table um and you know newer uh fate fans who've never seen it are in for a treat it's a it's a lot of fun i uh, had, a, had a great time with friends there and uh, it, it kind of sucks because i wanted to get a little bit of merch but uh, when you got up to the theater about to get in, it's like, hey, you can get in the theater, get seated right now. Uh, if you're not gonna buy any merch, if you're standing here, you might be waiting for a very long time because <sighs> it was they they, they weren't uh, limiting merch to one per person. Like for each item, oh, it was like come three on. per. Yeah,
4: that's, that's the worst. So
1: so they like that the the merch like easily like all sold out that uh, that night. And my my friend was bumming was uh, saving seats for because he wanted to get merch, and whatnot. <sighs> That's a, uh, that's a real Yeah, it it always sucks when it uh, ends up like that, but you know, uh, the the bulk of it, uh, nice. I I don't know what merch I would have gotten. Maybe the material books. I don't know. Um, Get them
4: online, but, I guess. Though, you know.
1: yeah. Uh, so hopefully, I I kind of hope you know. I feel for you know some of our Discord users who are like in Mexico and whatnot who that, that's not showing in there because of the company they're using. They just arbitrarily show some anime movies and some. Some don't make it there. So hopefully, you know, they get that uh, situation sorted out because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who want to see that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, out of anime like shows onto anime games, I've been playing a lot of uh, the little game called Dot Hack GU Last Recode. Oh,
0: yes. It's so exciting that it's finally here. It's, yeah. I've been waiting for so long for this.
1: It's it's wild. Uh, it's a remaster of the entire GU series on PS2. So it's the three, uh, rebirth, Reminisce, and redemption, and in this one, there's a brand all new all new volume called recollection, uh, in it. And it's a it's pretty much a one to one faithful like remaster of those games. Uh, and if you're new to Dot Hack, uh, don't be shy. Like know, it's okay to start out with this. Uh, just for a little bit of uh, history uh, with this, uh, on the PS2, there were seven dot .hack games on there. Yes. And the, there was the original quadrilogy of Infection, Mutation, Outbreak, and Quarantine. Those were the first four volumes. And they started a protagonist named Kite. And then after that, there was a there there was a second series uh, of these games, the GU series that stars Haseo, and it, it's a it's a sequel to that, but it's not a direct follow up. So you don't need to have played like you know the original quadrilogy to appreciate what's going on in GU. Like the if you if you really really want to like, uh, like know the entire scope of what's going on. There's a there's an anime series called Dot Hack Roots that's like a 2426 TV anime right. series that's it, it's like it's like a it's like a like an extended prologue to to see what the, gets the gears turning but it's not like mandatory to like watch uh you know before no, getting into this
0: definitely not definitely not yeah. I mean you'd make the argument maybe the first four games but this, yeah. the anime now
1: yeah and and then there, like uh, there's like a like a detailed recap of the first four games uh, in the uh, last few code they have a, a little terminal terminal disc feature. Uh, which was bundled, you know, back in the first volume, uh, way back when on the PS2, uh, that just has like, uh, you know, like 15, 20 minute like clips of, uh, you know, giving summaries of each volume of the of the first uh, series. And uh, I kind of wish that they did. They, they still haven't like uh, fixed this in the last week's because there's like no no like functioning seek bar, so you can't like skip around it. It's like go grab some popcorn, pop in play, and then you can pause and play, <laughs> and that's about it on those and. It's a it, it's a weird thing because it looks it looks so much better. Uh, the the very clean look to it, uh, anti-aliasing helps it a lot. There's new assets, character models look great. This can output up to 4K, and runs in 60 FPS, uh, and it's just it's stunning to look at. Because when you uh, playing the PS2 versions, there was a lot of aliasing on that thing. There oh, was yeah. a jagged mess. You could barely distinguish details. On that, it was a it was a great like game in terms of like story and characters and it, it, the gameplay is a lot more bearable than the uh, original quadrilogy because it is a lot more action focused uh, and you, it's more active battle. Yeah, uh, like in the in the original quadrilogy, it was like a lot of uh, you do auto att- you do attacks, basic attacks, but it was a lot of uh, putting in, going into this menu uh, like a, like a menu list that just froze the game and then you pick yeah. out your skills and then do it again and it was, it was very. It, it it was a definitely a game that can only exist in its time because it, these days there's no way you can like kind of it's it's archaic that.
0: yeah it's it's yeah. really hard to play that game nowadays. Um, I mean and, obviously you can still experience the story and the music and all of everything, but like the yeah, yeah the gameplay yeah.
1: Yeah, and then in those first four games, like the first volume, after like the first half hour, you've seen pretty much everything the combat system has had to offer. Yeah. So you multiply that by hours and hours on end. That uh, battle system hardly ever changes. Um, while in GU, the battle system does evolve because you do get uh, new tools uh, to work with. Haseo uh, is, uh, is like an adept rogue class in this fictitious uh MMO RPG called The World, and um, he's uh, the basic story setup for this whole thing is he's an infamous uh, PKKer, if you remember that term, the player killer killer. Um, <laughs>
0: he's the bully and, saver. He, he's like that's no, right. bu- no bullying. <laughs> that's,
1: that's yeah. Kind well, of his the the, 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 the on like the whole entire Dot Hack project, is a, a lot of people take it emo very very seriously. Oh, yeah,
0: like it's. Just, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's kind of how it is in some in some circles too. So yes, no, no,
1: uh, you line. know the, exactly that's yeah, like, not, not far fetched no. for sure.
2: Yeah, like my only experience with the Dot Hack series has been watching a admittedly very poor subtitle for the original anime. <laughs>
0: Wow, next sign—that's—I mean—that's yeah. that's really damn good. I love that show, by the way.
2: But yeah, yeah it, it was good. But man, I, I don't know. Like, I actually watched it at my uh, community college's like lab because, like, language lab, and like one of the things we did is that you sometimes like, hey, you need to just watch some stuff like in Japanese, and it had subtitles, but really poor subtitles. <laughs> really, oh, really like
0: fan subs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind uh, of the case. basically
2: they said that the main character, who's obviously a mage, was a heavy blade. <laughs>
4: okay,
0: that's, that's hilarious. That's, and I was, yeah, that's that's not the case. But, um, so, Sukasa was a mage. I mean, I mean, I was a heavy blade. I don't think so. Sukasa, never yeah. Used.
2: Um, but yeah, so, I'm, I'm interested in checking out the rest of the series because right. I have a few friends who are huge fans, and um, I'm a big. I want to say a big fan, but I'm a pretty. I like CyberConnect, too. Like, we were <laughs> talking about Solitha Robo earlier. Right. I really, really like that game. That's one of my favorite games on the 3DS. Probably my be- um, favorite game on the 3DS. And uh, they always have such interesting worlds, at least yeah. for their, um, their own IPs,
0: I, I, I think it's important to point out that, yeah, and the, and the cool thing is CyberConnect, too, on their Twitter account, we've been sharing it on our, on our Twitter account a few times, too, but, like, they've been tweeting all the uh, updates they've been doing to make it uh, even better, like, during the remaster, and how much more improved this game is as far as, like, you know words that used to be just a jumbled compressed mess are now very clear like lines you can read before in the original game you can definitely read them now even during like the um the loading screens uh they used to just be you know like they didn't really have any clear message on the on the sides or like during the message board uh images that are super compressed uh, now can be seen clearly so they p- clearly put a lot of work into that and you know it's because of all their experience with art direction i mean the naruto games they've been working on they're like even if you're not a naruto fan. Um, just by seeing the amount of uh, amazing work they've done with, like, cell shading and all that, it's it's like a whole n- another level. And so, like, we h- can only hope that with the success of this, because um, there's appeared to be a lot of acceptance around this, especially because it's going to be on, I mean, it's on PS4 and Steam, uh, mm-hmm. would mean that we could get a new game uh, with that level of detail that they put into the Naruto games and uh, stuff like this. And, you know, try to get them away from... Uh, sort on Online okay, <laughs> because that's kind of there. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid that uh, this is just like a little like fan service thing, and they'll go back to sort on Online, So.
2: But, I mean, I'm hoping is. for the game's success for two reasons. One, because I do want more Dot Hack for my friends, and yes. it does seem like an interesting series. You should get. You it. should
0: need. You should. You should be excited for more Dot Hack. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs>
2: um, but the other thing is, is that we need them to get more money so they can work on that Solo like or that new little kill. There you go, the real, game. That,
0: that yeah, yeah. too. Adam, I, I, you haven't heard it from you in a while. Have you played uh, any of the Dot Hack games before?
3: Uh no. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Are you interested at all? in these games
3: not really Hmm. just i mean i don't want to be like a buzzkill just no i have so many other games i kind of want to play and like this is kind of like on the radar but like there's probably like three dozen things on top of it it. it, it's
1: just like the the, like the sole release like in like the in a three week span like okay you you, you might be fine but there's just so
3: many other things and i know this is just me being a nut but Mm -hmm. like i would want to play the first game first yeah, you, you talked like, about that.
0: You I remember you talking about that and I I mean this is pretty incredible that we've got four whole volumes in a single set because before and this was like throughout the entire dot X series, they would release those volumes, the first four and the and the three on, on G U that followed, they would release them every few months, which was really novel, you know, like you never really saw yeah. anything like that before, uh or since, unless you count like episodic games which are a lot shorter in, in, in scope because um, you know, usually they you know they complete it all and just skip them out like a couple hours or something like that each. Uh, in this case, you're uh, talking about maybe fifteen to twenty hours a pop. Uh, cons- uh con- um, just uh, when you consider these things and the fact that your progress, uh, RPG progress would carry over from games, unless you want to start the volume from square one, which would be like you know what, level twenty or something like that. I forget what it was, but like it wasn't as exciting and being able to follow that along. Like, this is such a great thing. I don't. I want to know, Josh, do you think something like this, this sort of concept of releasing, uh, doing this kind of thing, if they try to do it again, do you think it would work?
1: Oh, like, uh, the episodic game thing? Yeah, like every uh, volume's every few minutes. I,
2: I, I, I feel like with digital mm, distribution, it definitely would have, yeah, a good it would, it would, working.
1: it would have to be smaller scope per, per volume though. Mm. But I think it, but I think it would still be popular. It has to be like more budget
2: price. It can't, yeah, be, like, imagine, I think
1: it can't be full. It can't be full 50 get,
2: 50 Yeah, I'd games. imagine like, nowadays if they were going to do a new dot hack like um series it would probably be like each of the volumes would be digital and then once all of them were out they probably release a physical they think hitman
0: or something like that yeah, yeah I, I think it's something to be said also that um it's probably has the same problem as like the um uh, like Call of Duty map packs or something like that where like the first game would sell very well and then every subsequent release would sell considerably less mm, uh, exactly. over time because they would be like either they don't have the money to buy a game like that so soon uh, they, they would have more to, like, uh, offer because, like a bundle deal like, yeah. like the full
3: season
0: or whatever a season pass for .hack <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that well, you know, so like I'll you have like both games both
3: like Life is games. Strange doing episodic things and other yeah, uh, but that's like you know Swift visual stars. novel stuff so yeah. you, you like I guess like the next kind of step it would be like a game like hack with a little bit more of a, you know, a gameplay progression, but that's, I guess like that's not, that's not exactly a small step. No. So. I mean, well,
0: if you look, if you look at it back then, it was, um, dot hack. And then of course you had Xenosaga, which was literally episode one, two, and three, uh, trying to do something like that. But even like, Xenosaga, of course, had that problem where, like, it got past episode two when they tried to change everything, and then uh, that because everything sort of failed on itself at that time, they had to kind of end it at episode three. So maybe
3: if but they try even to did Zeno now... Saga, I, from I've not played Hack, but I have played Xenosaga. Saga. From what I from what I gather, it seems like the Hack episodes feel really more like episodes where the Xenosaga are really more like full fledged games. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, my my old so... point
0: was more just the fact that um, it'd be really hard nowadays, especially with how more exp- or uh, Costly it is for game development that yeah, to be able to asked. budget something like this would be a lot
1: harder. I would obviously. really like to see like xenosaga get this dot hack
3: treatment. Oh, for
0: it'd sure. be so good. We, I mean, we, we got to keep talking to Ben Dynamco about that stuff. I mean, there was, the, that, I think uh, that
3: the problem uh, yeah. is there is you got Monolith is under Nintendo now, and
0: yeah. oh, like I don't know oh, they'll just make a
2: Switch exclusive. I problem mean, I mean, <laughs>
0: I mean what, what was it? What was it? Uh, uh, Harada. Uh, put out uh, a while back, like years ago, that he said um, he would be willing to do a Xenosaga HD because they own the rights to that. Of course, to Xenosaga, they said that they'd be totally willing to do that. They don't need Monolith necessarily to do it. It could totally be like some other company under their umbrella to be able to do something. I mean, like even, like Tim Ninja or something like that. Uh, some company to just you know go back and and rework that stuff, or they can hire like a third party to do it uh, instead. Um, and be able to do that. Or like, you know, James said, release it just on the Switch and still have Monolith to help on it. Like, that's totally possible, if you think about it. And I would think that the only thing I could say would be a bummer is the fact that, you know, Xenosaga was okay. Well, it was Xenosaga 1 and 2 on the DS, but other than that, it was a PlayStation 2 only kind of thing. So, uh, uh, that would probably bum out a lot of Sony fans, because you only see, for example, the Kingdom Hearts games and Final Fantasy ten are only on PlayStation and uh last week code is just ps4 and steam of course but like no other consoles and so it's just very much a traditional thing but honestly i'd be really excited to see a new xeno saga because was it like i figured who it was is it i think it was the artist the composer uh, they keep saying like we would love to make a new Zeno saga and like really baiting people that way. I figured I think it might be the artist who's been baiting people to make a new Zeno saga and it's getting our hopes up. And I wish they wouldn't do that because uh, I would kill for a new Xeno saga at this point. Seriously.
1: Yeah, but is it, but who develops it though? Because Monolith Soft is you know obviously under the Nintendo umbrella. Like the Xeno series lives in the Zeno Blade.
0: Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, I would say maybe a reboot, maybe on on a Nintendo platform, still Xenosaga, but like a, a reboot on on that other platform. Because and Emco owns the rights to Xenosaga, but like if you talk about like you know Xenogears, uh, that was like kind of featured in Episode Three, but for the most part, they could still kind of do the carry through. I just can't see Xenoblade Chronicles as anywhere related to Xenosaga or Xenogears anymore. That's my feelings on that. It's oh just yeah, so I different. mean,
1: yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's just yeah. it's hard to like carry that legacy, even yet so many like right, like just the, the rights and licenses are just kind of muddled totally totally
0: yeah. but at the very least a remaster mm-hmm. is definitely something yeah. ben and emco could do themselves and i would be excited to see that myself as i
1: think i think the the coolest thing though like uh, when it comes to like kind of circling it back to last recode is when they um like just all these little touches like enhancements like kind of add up to like the 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 switch to 16 by 9 aspect ratio yeah and they, and they kind of like uh, zoomed the camera back just a little bit so if you remember the gu games uh, back on the ps2 like uh during uh combat encounters like you'll get like a lot a lot of like off-screen enemy attacks you just you just never saw it because like the, the camera is so zoomed in to a seo and that that uh problem is uh, like a pretty much diminished here because you have a good uh sense of like the battlefield uh so you can see like you can keep an eye on like almost all the enemies on screen it's like okay that uh enemy from like off like the other side of the uh the battlefield is gonna come charging at me i can actually dodge this time instead of like oh i don't know the, when the fuck am i gonna get uh interrupted <laughs> yeah uh, and uh the, if you remember also like uh whenever you got hit uh or whenever you hit there there's like a hit stop effect like a severe hit stop effect where it would just like freeze this uh, screen every time like you hit something so you could get comboed like five to ten hits it just takes forever to recover um, that that effect has like kind of it's been reduced it's still kind of like uh, I don't have much of an issue of it here but it's still there uh, it feels nice um, but I think the the biggest and coolest thing to me about this game is it's a very unconventional thing is they like the amount of preservation uh, it is how much how faithful it is like all the forum posts all the emails I, even like the little like fictitious uh, fan art board, all of those art are are like resed up and some of them are actually new in this game. uh, To like like, they use as as, like your background screen because, you know, when you log into this uh, fictitious MMO, you have this whole like desktop screen and it's just like a lot of flavor, a lot of world building because you actually have like news headlines in that game of like the the world that they exist in, the real world that they exist in. And, like, how these are, these are all interconnected in the other aspects of that universe. So, you, they even have, like, a, they didn't uh, uh, up-res it or, or do anything fancy with it. But there were, like, little anime clip segments of, like, various, like, like, web shows in there. And that's still all in there. It's, it's not, like, blown up or anything. It's still, like, in a little screen. But it just, like, to see that amount of preservation, it's like, wow, you still have this. And there's all still, you know, they have all the original English voice actors. But there's this also now has dual audio. For people who wanted to listen to the original Japanese uh, voices, and that's all well and good. Um, and just, I, I think the biggest uh, thing that returning players will have to this game is just the the progression is different in the sense that, like, uh, when if you remember in the in the previous games, like there, it's usually okay, easy for the most part. Uh, if you did side quests and kind of kept uh, you were good about maintaining your level, though there were some like. Uh, key points of the story where like the difficulty would ramp up and it kind of bottleneck your progress. Like, oh shit, I have to come back here later. Uh, this one is very much geared more towards uh, sticking onto the main quest. So even if you do just like a, just a little bit of side quest or just optional grinding, like you'll easily like get over leveled and like uh, have like a way easier time yeah. with the uh, the story stuff. So it, it is uh, noticeably uh, a way easier game because of the way you progress in it. Uh, like a, like a, you do more damage in general, you gain experience faster, and whatnot. So the, just little touches like that. Of course, the amount of items you have, it's just a lot of refinements all over. It takes like ten million years to list. Um, all, I, yeah. All, Go for it. What, were uh, you, what were you
0: going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I, I remember like modding my actual desktop to make it look more like the ultimate uh, desktop, the the desktop OS from the game itself. I wanted mm-hmm. to make mine look yeah. like it. Did you ever, um, just to sort of wrap things up a little bit? Uh, mm-hmm. Did you do any of the uh, cheating stuff yet? The cheat code. Uh, the I, I did. Know? I
1: did. I did see a little bit of the cheat mode. Yeah, there's a new cheat mode in this game. So people who don't like want to interact with barely interact with the game at all. Just want to breeze through it for the story stuff. There is, like, upon, like, uh, the new main menus for each volume, there's a new game and a cheat mode uh, option. Yes. Uh, and then when you t- choose cheat mode, you uh, just start the game at max level uh, with all the best equipment for you and all your characters. And just, like, if, if you don't want, really don't want to, like, uh, uh, literally play it and just, like, see the story, see and see how they've been remastered, uh, that's, uh, the, there's your option. Even though it's kind of, I, I feel like it's it's worth it just to go through it normally. Sure. Um. They, they also brought back. Uh, well, this is new to this uh, thing, but uh, the parody mode, which is inspired by the Dot Hack G.U. trilogy film, they had parody mode things <laughs> yes, for that. That there are parody mode scenes for that. They're like you know, like humor and whatnot. They're just like kind of gag scenes, uh, which is nice and all. And um, just a uh, final like you know, just thoughts on it uh, before my review goes up, is um, don't. I think don't get your expectations too high on like the 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 new volume volume four it's more of an extended epilogue more than a full-fledged volume it's very it's very slim and it's offering it's, it's cool it's a very I, I like its ending better than uh the original uh redemption's ending uh, but it, okay. it just keep in mind that you know it is more of uh it's not a full-fledged like like game inside it's not like 20 hours it's, it's a very slim but it's very uh, story focus. It's kind of like a final farewell. It, it, it was nice to see and 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 I, I won't say much but uh, Like, you know, even outside of recollection there are the infamous like, you know marriage events from the uh, from the original Just say that uh, that feature is a uh, is available now to more characters It's just uh, really good to see because uh, usually it was only like uh, open to the female cast and like one male character this has opened up to more male characters and those are really nice uh to see.
0: That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's I mean it's only fifty bucks and so Yeah, it's, got, it's like, a great value deal. Absolutely. Like we're talk we were talking before on the last podcast about, you know or maybe yeah, I think it was the last one about the the bundle deals when you got like multiple games in a single package. And this seems like a pretty damn good one and you don't have to wait three months like we used to, to or three or four months until we Yeah, can be able to I'm again. very
1: surprised that like this uh, this came out so fast like this came damn. out 2 days after the Japanese release. It's like, wow, it's already here.
0: Yeah, obviously there would were- doing this side-by-side side with the Japanese uh, side of CyberConnect. And so, you know, all of them uh, very happy about that. And I'm glad keep... that
1: they kept the source code, you know. That, yes. uh, they, that's the only reason they probably got a very, very, like, faceless, because, like, you know, the localization back then on it was already, like, really good. So all of that was probably just like, okay, just transfer all of it in there, and then just do the uh, the new volume stuff, and you're good.
4: Yeah, exactly. And, and,
1: I, and I'm glad that, like, you know, the returning uh, English cast uh, came back for the final volume as well. It seems like... Uh, just all the familiar voices, all the cast members are just that. No one's been changed from what I understand.
0: Yeah, hopefully at least bigger and better things because you know they had to shut down that world mm uh, that mobile game that came out last year. Yeah. They shut it down like within the same year, I think, and so mm-hmm. it was kind of showed dire things for the the series. But then you know this year it just completely turned that around. So hopefully, yeah, it it becomes something greater. And yeah, good on them from saving the source code because. Boy, you there's it's really hard to find a company that actually kept their source code for those. Yeah, games. there's
1: a lot of text in this game if you think about it, especially like the if you attack on like the the message forums. Yeah, the, the, the fan Ooh.
0: art, yeah, like those yeah. things. I mean, that we're talking actual media, uh, so that's yeah. that's just to be able to be, uh, put that in a higher resolution is kind of nuts, and so it kind of reminded me like uh, Blade Runner the game uh, Mm -hmm. celebrated its 20th anniversary this past week and the fact that Blade Runner 2049 came out in theaters people were kind of hoping that that game would come out on GOG but I guess Westwood Studios did not keep the source code for that game or lost it and so that's Uh it's got like a lot of votes like tens of thousands of votes on on GOG to release it there but because they don't have any real way to make it compatible with current systems it's kind of impossible and so um, it's just one of those struggles that they have to deal with and so if we can get more of those games. That's how why it's so important for archival purpose, purposes uh, to have these games re-released like this. I mean, GU, uh, you know it was only on the playstation 2 <laughs> like you know it's a kind of like Valkyra chronicles like we thought it was going to be stuck on that console forever and then we finally got worried about a remaster so the more people that do that even if people feel like bummed out whenever it's just like all oh, square Enix is working on another remaster i think it uh, in the broadly broadly speaking i think it's a good thing you know
1: i i yeah i really hope that like you know this uh, this will be the thing that like uh, garners up interest again in the dot hack series because you know bandai namco yes. uh, is you know understandably bummed out on like uh, the state of it uh, especially you know I mean you think about uh, outside of like I think the like CyberConnect is like first like PS2 games. I know they did a couple on PS1, but yeah. the like the CyberConnect is like True Roots is really in the dot .hack series. Like they're actually like uh, the CyberConnect core like uh, company is inside the game. Like uh, like who actually are the ones who made this MMO? So yeah. they're actually inside the universe. Yeah, very they very much identify. Yeah, they're PCs, right? Like they, they yeah. mm-hmm. are like their CC, CC Corp. Uh, you know oh, that's characters. Oh, right. Yeah, they're actually they're, they're, they're
0: like the evil people. Uh, <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious to think of. About. and that's and that's and that's so important to think about because ben and emco of course also um owns sword art online the ip and so yep. people were thinking that that was just like the replacement because it clearly was so it wasn't quite like it was a ripoff it was just like the direct for, inspiration. for a while that like
1: the sao was like in this weird uh like depressing period where like it was just only collaboration material with yeah. sao <laughs>
0: that's like when you were playing like project cross zone you saw like those characters like ah yeah, <laughs> it's it's really tough to see like Haseo uh, in Project Crosszone 2 and then realize oh, he's not gonna, they're not going to do anything with that series, are they? It's like hopefully next they'll do like Sakura Wars, but that's a totally yeah. Different and and, then, oh,
1: sure. and then I think they released like a YouTube video on yeah. the Dot the, Hack. They said like yeah, the, like definitely if you want to see more Dot Hack, go support Rico. Then you know, uh, like I said, I this is a time and place and era thing. Like you get you see a little bit of like the state of like the internet back then in this game it's yes. a, a fascinating thing on its oh, own
0: Oh, totally it's very traditional in that respect
1: yeah especially when you read that it's like scrolling through the message boards like it's funny there are two the, there are two actual usernames in that game that like my uh, two people still use that i know like judeka was a friend of mine and of course our very own Aaron uh, on the site uh, uses the username kagari and that's an actual forum poster name inside that game
0: do you know if if she if Aaron actually took it from that because I think I, I I've no spotted idea. that <laughs> name on like another game or something like that and I made fun of her for it. She's like no, it's not. From I that think that either. A- Aaron
3: took League? her name from a f- original fan sub or something from Gundam Seed. Oh, that's right. Cause she she actually used to oh, do yeah, fa- uh, fan do subs something. for it herself. Yeah, right. I
0: think yeah, it was. I think it was Kigali. That, Kigali. The yeah. character
3: is Kigali, but mm-hmm. I guess it was originally like Romanizes Kigari before we knew or something. I don't yeah, know. But that's that's, right. I think that's where it's from.
0: All right, well, let's... Yeah, it's good stuff. Great. Uh, I'm really excited to play it for myself. Um, so, yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I wrapped up Breath of the Wild, and I had a great time with that. One of my favorite games of all time, immediately. Awesome. Had a great, uh, really great time with that, and I loved it so much. About to get good started. Good Nintendo for yeah.
1: reinventing the formula again. On it's,
0: it make, it's kind of makes me w- curious to see how exactly they're going to kind of expand on this with the next game. But, you know, they still got that Champions Ballad DLC, it's supposed to be out. Wild uh, of the Breath yes but the new dlc is supposed to be out by the end of the years they're actually ramping up kind of coverage on that so it kind of shows that we might see it before xenoblade perhaps because um, mm-hmm. i don't think they want to kind of you know, distract people from that game. They want it to sell as much as it can, so I don't think they're going to be putting that out. It'll be just out December
1: thirty first.
0: That's Ooh, what they'll do. We won't be able to cover <laughs> that then. Uh, <laughs> our Game of the Year stuff is like middle of December. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of been it. And I'm about to start on Horizon Zero Dawn, so I'll talk about that next cool. week. But let's get into the news because um, we've got some stuff to talk about here. Uh, first, surprisingly
2: up is, large amount of stuff to talk about too. Yeah,
0: exactly. So the first thing we've got up here, um, so. Uh, blizzard of course holding their annual blizzcon conference uh in anaheim uh the anaheim convention center which is easily the best convention center but ever been to it's actually where playstation experience is and it's it was a great time uh but yeah yesterday they held their uh pre other the big conference that they always do and so they announced a bunch of things for like uh heart Sword, um heartstone excuse me um and Overwatch. Storm Overwatch new character Mora, which looks she looks badass. Uh, uh, they have a new map, and I thought that they were actually
1: opening a new amusement yeah, park. Yeah, I did but it was too. I was, like, I was like, wait, I
0: was like, seeing the images, like, uh, is it it like it's like it's called, uh... called
1: Blizzard Land or Blizzard World or something. Yeah, Overwatch Blizzard map. World. And, 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 and all, I saw, all I saw was that I didn't know it was an Overwatch. I was like, wait, are they actually opening a new amusement park? What the fuck?
0: I thought that like no. the, the visuals are like, man, they really captured the look of Overwatch with the actual real life stuff. They must have like <laughs> played around with it. The... Nope, that's a map. Uh, but yeah, along with that news, they also revealed their next expansion pack the highly anticipated one World <laughs> of warcraft battle for azeroth and so yeah yeah
1: that's the vow is still not dead i mean it's no, still it's, going strong
0: actually it's been it's been from my from what i've heard it actually is growing in numbers again jesus
1: so. that's crazy yeah battle for azeroth is you know it's uh, um kind of exploring two new uh kingdoms in there uh the zandalar uh and uh cool titus i'm probably bo- botching the pronunciations. but It's worth uh, mentioning
2: n- that no one on here plays WoW, so, yeah. No. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but, you know, just uh, focusing more on the, like, naval uh, stuff uh, going on in WoW and just, I mean, like, new uh, playable allied races in there. You'll have, like, the High Mountain, Torrent, the Void Elves, Dark Iron Dwarves, and so forth. You'll be able to go through, like, going through uh, Uncharted Islands to, you know, go through new stuff in there. And then there's all sorts of like uh, new features, like warfronts, communities. Obviously, uh, they're raising the cap to to level 120, Oof. and you can boost your characters to level 110. And I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of reraces like you know how item level works and whatnot. It's uh, so if you're into WoW, you know, I mean, we're obviously not the podcast for that. You have your own sources uh, to go through that, but d- definitely go check it out if you're looking to go back into WoW, um, or you're kind of interested to see what's uh, if you really want to join WoW at this uh, stage uh it, it looks cool uh it looks great and they also announced that vanilla servers are coming to well, uh, like world of warcraft classic i
2: believe yes. and this yeah is, and i this think is just... the really funny thing about that announcement is that the person i believe on stage made that announcement that they were bringing classic back was the same person was um that had the quote basically saying you think you want it
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's 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 the the controversy that he had, and I'm kind of curious because um yeah, that's that's great news for the vanilla service, classic service, because I mean obviously I uh, assume as it was like a really big uh, undertaking, the fact that they recently figured it out is is good for that because you know uh, from what I heard there was about a million people playing the vanilla service from the fan the fan made ones that were on private servers before that got shut down, but um it makes me also wonder if Legion will be also made free because all the other expansion packs including Warlords of Draenor, from what I remember, were all included as part of the base game when the game went free-to-play uh, last year. And so um, it was like up to a point it's free-to-play, but you get all the all the expansion packs with the base game, so it's kind of like Guild Wars 2, like as long as you buy the base game, you get all the expansion packs for it. Legion wasn't included with that because it was not mm-hmm. out yet at the time, uh, but Warlords of Draenor was, and so if, if it's going to be all included, I don't think they mentioned it. They did mention StarCraft 2 uh, went free-to-play as well, but they didn't say anything about whether Legion would be included with the base game. So if that happens, uh, I think that'll really encourage people to play that because still it still continues to be, like I said, one of the most popular games out there, um, which is not surprising. Uh, that's yeah,
1: not I, very just, still, I still have uh, circles, you know, that, like, anytime a new WoW expansion comes out, like, for a few months, they just disappear because they're doing all the content and come back. And, yeah, it really shoots uh, up at your that life as <laughs> yeah. as
4: usual.
0: It, it really shoots up, but it makes you also wonder, because at this point, it's turning into kind of, like, EverQuest, in that there's still a ton mm. of expansion packs coming out for EverQuest and EverQuest 2. When are they actually going to make an actual sequel to World of Warcraft? or is it, at this point, necessary, because they did the whole, like, visual overhaul stuff not long ago? And so, like, I think they're just gonna kind of stick with this because being the idea of actually like uplift, like uprooting all this and trying to put it on a new game might be challenging. Kind of like you know if they made a new Minecraft. So I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that at all at this point. This they're in way too deep, it seems at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough
1: problem to solve, but you know, it's 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 cool for the community. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy for uh, players, you know
0: absolutely absolutely and i think that obviously this will encourage a lot of people to play it again and just you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah clearly blizzard makes like i think well over a billion dollars with warcraft every month and so i imagine yeah Yeah. i think that that they're gonna be sticking with that
1: i wonder i I really wonder what's the total cost of like a person who has subbed to wow since day one and what the what's the cost now like after all this time
0: do they you think they give out like gifts and things like that because i know playstation and, I know and microsoft gave out like free stuff for right the beginning for they it.
2: gave out a gift for people that had subscribed from wow from the very beginning yeah. until like some sort of time they gave out like i want to say statues so i'm not sure that,
0: i think I, I remember you i remember hearing about that i know like like i was going to say like microsoft and sony gave out free stuff for people who subscribe from day one i think they gave like microsoft sent out like like full consoles like xbox One. yeah xbox
2: 360s actually i think it was something like for the ten-year anniversary of Xbox Live, I want to say, I'm
4: not sure. Eh,
0: hmm. that, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they did that again recently, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe it was like Xbox Live Gold, like uh, extended memberships. I don't know. It's it's pretty amazing, uh, and I would love to hear like how Blizzard does it because I'm su- I'm sure they uh, do some incredible things. But I think you're right. I think it was a statue, but that's pretty great, and the the ability that people are still willing to do that because right now, like like i said it's kind of like buy to play at this point uh outside of like the smaller monthly fees that they've got um i assume like that still must be like eight or nine million people playing that every month it's insane to think about that this this like far out it's still as incredibly popular as it's been you know that in 14 14 is nowhere near world warcraft numbers at this point and that's that's insane to think about when it's so much newer but yeah, that's huh. that's that's the big news coming out of there. Uh there's no release date for Battle for Azeroth. It's just shown as 2018, uh same as the Vanilla servers, but you know, we'll share more news on the site when we hear about it. Moving on to another piece of news here uh which is actually kind of controversial. Uh we kind of talked about this before a few times and uh the that was the concern was East 8 was supposed to get a localization patch. <laughs> the ongoing patch. era. Yes. <laughs> yep. uh, nice America said that by the end of November, uh this was announced back in September, uh they would be releasing uh, an updated patch that would have everything from like, you know, new text, and new voice acting and all that. Uh but that's been pushed. Adam, you've got some more details about
3: that. So I don't want to dwell on this too long cuz no. I feel like we talk about this too much. Yeah. Basically <laughs> they, they do too. Yeah. Basically yeah. <laughs> when Nice America announced that they are going to to patch up, tidy up the localization, they gave themselves like a month to do that. And that was pretty clear that it that probably wasn't going to be enough time and they basically reannounced, "Okay, we need more time." So now the localization patch for you8 as well as the PC version, which was kind of delayed even before any of this happened, um, is now set for early next year at some time. Basically, the PC version, obviously, there's no point in releasing it without the patch, so yeah. they're just kind of going to release them side by side. And so those are... They basically... In, 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 a, in a sense, this is actually a good thing. I mean, give them a time to basically... they, I mean, they, obviously, they should have they shouldn't have need to do, need to have done this at all but in this situation now just give them time to try to patch it up and fix it up and make it as nice and neat as they can mm-hmm. yes. don't try to they already rushed the original translation it seems so don't try to rush the the fix yeah <laughs> um, i was i was feeling... would repeat the same mistake yeah, yeah i was
0: actually i was actually feeling pretty bad about the development team because the fact that you know i'm sure they crunched to release ESA to begin with and the fact that they would have to go through another one and this seemed like a pretty big undertaking for such a short amount of time to begin with
3: especially because they released ESA yeah. and Donganropa like like within like a month of each other and those are two really big text heavy games and they're small like, teams uh, <laughs> they're a small yeah team. like i i I don't know the inner workings of nisa but just from the outside that seems like that's a lot to chew well, um for, i mean like for them exactly yeah. i mean xc nisa yeah.
0: america and idea factory they're made up about a dozen people each and so just put that in perspective they're all pretty small groups um to be working on the, such a substantial games And uh, the fact that they're going to do a lot more work, and they have to go through like the voice acting, through the studios, and going to uh, like outside locations for that stuff—that just seems like a nightmare. So yeah,
3: so like i haven't played it yet i was kind of planning on playing it but now it's like well there's yeah. no, really no point for me to play this until this comes out i guess so i'll just yeah. wait so sure. i wonder, Best I of wonder luck.
0: yeah i wonder what does that does that mean we should push consideration of E8 until next no. year <laughs> no, no no fair I mean, game i i just thought it was hilarious to think about <laughs> because i remember trails of gold steel one came out when uh it's too late and so we had a Push both one and two for discussion for the next year so it was it was quite uh difficult to think about that was like a 2016 nightmare
3: yeah I, th- I think the first one came out in like a december like 26th or something like literally yeah. like the day after christmas like yeah because <laughs> so
0: it... yeah, yeah, the five was like the first week of december but i had beaten it for review and so i was the only one who was able to really talk about it <laughs> so yeah. uh in yeah. this case yeah it's it's all about the initial uh coverage of that in the fact My that favorite it's thing down.
2: about this announcement is that the person that wrote the uh, NIS nice America blog post, uh, Alan Costa? Alan Costa, yep, that's him. Yeah, Alan Good Costa. Good friend of the site. He, I love how like, in the blog post in itself he said perhaps unsurprisingly to some of you. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's not, I'm not too shocked, but
3: it, you know, for... the post is pretty casual and first person and all that. So yeah. just, yeah, I mean, I guess they're, just, I'm not saying, I, I, I'm not I, criticizing I'd, I'd like,
0: like it. I like that. It's a, it's
1: a very down to earth message. You know, it's yeah. uh, the, the, they hear you. And it's it, certainly
3: uh, better than I think. I think I prefer that than like an overfluff like PR, yeah, statement. You know, yeah.
0: So yeah. and and for all intents and purposes, ESA has got some incredible gameplay and music, and so like it's kind of going to be hard to balance that with the uh, the localization issues that people have with the game. Uh, but we'll get to that discussion when the time comes. But yeah, that's once again that's out sometime early next year. They didn't give any real time frame outside of that, and so which like, is probably smart. Yeah, leave it loose. Finally, finally,
2: that's not even a window. To- Technically, it's just like a guess. He even yeah. said, "Oh, we don't have a general idea when it's going to come out, but I guess maybe around." Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Uh, they that's they good. need
0: it because honestly, they don't really have anything else exciting announced just yet. Uh, they already had their their press the press event is in February, and so are you not, like,
3: are you not excited for Witch in the Hundred Night Two? That's the sequel to your favorite game. Uh, f- well, I mean, it's a <laughs> it's a
0: whole new story, so it could be a lot better. It's like a whole new story, a whole new yeah, character, so it could be like night and day. We'll see. I, I think, uh, I and hope there's also that, that there's princess. So- Pennyback, I forgot that that money.
2: um, Penny punching princess. I think I don't know. Penny punching princess. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: penny punching Uh, princess because it's a play on words. I prefer the
2: Japanese title, "The Princess is Money Hungry." Yeah, Yeah. that's that's pretty good too. Uh,
1: I hope that you know twenty seventeen serves like you know as a good lesson to this America. Like they kept telling like we have all these games coming. Like there's so many games coming from us. Like this year, it's like cool. That's great. That then you just kind of hope
2: the season eight thing Um, is a bit of a lesson to Falcom too
1: yeah you know, i mean there, there, are, there's, there's a lot of things to get away that get away from it you know like uh well don't, hopefully moving forward we'll see what happens
0: like, yeah i mean we obviously don't wish ill will towards North yeah. america like james does uh, but we're fine. I, I, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> uh i'm just it's kidding insane. um so let's move on to more news uh actually james this is actually is something you can talk about yeah. so monster, monster world let me um, let me set you up and then you can take it from here buddy
3: is <laughs> oh, monster okay. hunter good
0: a monster world no. beta <laughs> uh, was an, uh, we were talking about this, but during PlayStation uh, PlayStation's uh, conference during Paris Games Week, they announced Monster Hunter World was going to have a beta on December ninth, uh, with PlayStation Plus members. What's 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 going on, James? Now you can talk.
2: <laughs> so basically, they showed off an yet another trailer for the game during Paris Games Week's uh, press conference. Uh, Sony's really been pushing the game. Yeah, um, they showed off a new area, the Rodden Vale, and a few new monsters. One of them is basically a reskin of another monster, but that. Not oh, really I didn't realize
0: that was the case. Okay. That's um, it. Monster
2: the World is done. It's over.
0: Um, <laughs> it's going to kill the it. The big
2: thing, though, was two things. One, there's the beta. It's going to be from December 9th to 12th. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to hunt three monsters, so like the Royal Jagrass, the Anjanath, I think it's called, and the Um, Baroth, um Two of those in the area from the first trailer, the uh, forest-type area. I Still don't remember the name of that and then the um bear off you can fight in the uh wild spire wastes yeah i think that's right so three days long or well now technically technically four days long because december 9th through the 12th is four days sure and it's only going to be for playstation plus members it's going to be only on playstation 4 but good um good on them i think it was a it's a really good idea i feel like they needed this because sony's been pushing this a lot but I'm assuming a lot of people that might be interested in the game on PS4 might not have played the other games in the series, or if they did, they might not have liked the earlier games. So it's a good opportunity for players that are kind of on the fence or haven't really known about the series yet to get a chance to actually play the game so yeah. that when it comes out early next year that there's a lot of hype kind of running into that. There's yeah.
1: also a, a little bit of something for Horizon Zero Dawn uh, fans.
0: I was That's that. That's right. So. I
2: forgot about that. Um, Monster Hunter is a series. Um, when it was on 3DS, there was a lot of, of crossover DLC, kind of where you could get costumes that made you look like other characters. Like you could look like um, Snake. Like yeah, you could look like Snake in the PSP games. You could look like um, Zelda in the 3DS. Well, not Zelda. I mean Link in the 3DS. I mean, games. Sure. <laughs> sure. There's no, there co- there there no Zelda again. costume at all. Um stuff like that. So mm-hmm. one of the collaboration mm-hmm. costumes, one of them, there's probably going to be more, but the big one so far that they've shown off for monster world is a PlayStation four exclusive, um, Alo- um, Aloy costume for, uh, the, uh, Hunter makes you look like Aloy pretty, uh, I, I haven't played horizon zero dawn, but it looks pretty accurate to how mm-hmm. she looks in that game. And you also get a costume for your palco, your little, um, cat thing to, uh, look like one of those uh, machine like enemies and it looks really cool i oh, mean
0: man. the game looks the game looks really good and it, it's exciting i mean i i am saying I, i'm kind of bummed out that you know xbox and pc owners will be will, will be missing out on this beta and also uh capcom i think it was today or yesterday once again came out and said no plans to release this game on the switch uh but we'll have other things they might consider i can't i answer
1: I kind of hope what they do is they kind of take the Dead Rising 4 Capcom Heroes costume ideas and put that into Monster Hunter World, because I really Okami, want that. Really, you want Okami? I, I, I really want that I mean, fucked Okami up on the Horashi skin. Okami is already
2: in Monster Hunter uh... <laughs> generations like oh, there was a costume right. where you could um, have the cat dressed up as but yeah. I, I
1: want the, I want the fact, whole skin Amaterasu yes. like how they're doing for Frank West it's so fucked up it's and, so uh, crazy you're wearing the
0: skin <laughs> of Amaterasu it's kind of messed up when you think about God it Yeah,
4: gross it's uh, gross
0: Okami, oh yeah, Okami HD is out soon, isn't it? Oh, That's yeah. right, it's, yeah, yes, December something. 20 bucks? Isn't it? Yeah, oh, 20, I was going to say, 20 bucks. That's insane, mm. especially with Prime, it's it's. 16,
1: I, I want to play it, it on PC so I can like do the uh, brush mechanics of the mouse.
2: Oh, oh man. Man, That's... I was going to get it on PS4, but now that you mentioned that, it's like, ah,
0: wasn't, it, wasn't there like an Okami game for the DS? Oh, yeah, yeah, Okami, Okami Den. Den. Yeah, Okami Den, yeah, because I remember playing with the, uh, loving the touch control and that stuff. Like, yeah. man, Okami HD.
2: That's going to be well, awesome. Wait a second. Have they been confirmed? If you can use the mouse for the uh, controls, uh, I I would assume, right? Like
1: that's like the that's the biggest like common sense move thing. That's, but that's I totally. don't
2: know. I mean,
0: if if it doesn't happen, someone will hack it in. I mean, at this point, it, it's it's if it's mouse and keyboard support, it's got to work like that. There, there's
1: there's no like there's no human being in the world that wouldn't think that.
2: No, totally. That's a yeah, common but, sense thing, right? But I mean, you gotta look at Capcom and it's like <laughs> There's no human beings at Capcom. Right. Yeah,
0: technically. I mean if you want to be real about it. Jesus. <laughs> James, you're just throwing a lot of shade out
2: during this podcast, aren't I'm just you? Kidding.
0: Nice America, now you're throwing it a
2: Capcom. Come on. And no, as America no look at the... are good people, and so is Capcom. I mean, Capcom uh, USA, he he's a good person. I'm just saying that Capcom Japan sometimes has some pretty uh, stupid ideas. Um. <laughs> i'm
1: not
0: i'm not gonna be I how many know. stupid ideas are in monster hunter world uh, i want to mm-hmm. know actually you probably don't know enough to know if what this is gonna be <laughs> just, there's probably gonna be like a ton of stupid stuff and you're just not gonna realize it until you play it so um it's, it's like one of those things like i'm mean, a newcomer to destiny
1: it's like why is that like this oh it's destiny oh okay i'm probably gonna have like the same questions in monster hunter like oh why is that dude why does that interact like that way with this oh because that's monster hunter oh okay
0: yeah I will say a couple uh, to to wrap up this bit of this is just that it's kind of weird that it's starting on a Saturday going into Tuesday but also it's like I'm glad at least it's not one of those dumb betas that they've been doing lately for other games where it's like you gotta be here from 9 o'clock to 2 o'clock unless you can't play it <laughs> I hate oh, that so funny. much Splatoon did it Dragon Ball Fighters did it no, just, versus oh, did it, it was god awful I, I, like, I had
1: to wake up like at 4 in the morning why the...
0: do they do that just let us break your game <laughs> just let it be I mean what? I mean
1: I mean, like, uh, at least at uh, least understand because it's like a Japanese trial, so like they're accommodating uh, for Japanese time zones. Fair it's enough, but soft. how do they how do they gonna, like <laughs> d-
0: to determine like server load? I mean, to be fair, like I if you know. played the Xbox One version of Dragon Ball Fighters, you never got to play it because it was always right, down. Exactly. Uh, unless you want to play like the stupid like tutorial mission. But anyway, uh, yeah, Dragon Monster Hunter World Beta, December ninth. Um, that's just over a month away. That's Dragon Ball crazy. Hunter World. I would love to play a Dragon Ball World MMO. <laughs> m- 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 well, okay, they did have a Dragon Ball Online game, didn't they? Xenoverse uh, so, 2. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like an actual Dragon Ball Online game. I think they oh. did have one. Of oh, those. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was. One. Anyway, yeah. uh, not to diverge too much on that, but yeah, there's. Speaking that, of open
2: world RPGs.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we'll just. This is just. I'm just going to mention this in passing. But uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 direct on November 7th at 6 a.m. Pacific time, bright and early. Uh, Josh, you're going to be covering that for. uh Blade Chronicles Two for us on the site. Are you going to be keeping a close eye on this Direct? Is there anything you kind of open to see from that, or is it just kind of? I, I,
1: I'm not sure because it's like
4: Japanese super early, but I feel like, I feel like I, nice. that's
1: the only thing I, I would really want to hear. So that it's like hopefully dual audio, yeah. Because I feel like I just don't want to see more of it because like, I just want to. I want everything to be a surprise. I to feel not so like soon.
3: in the last Nintendo Direct, they already showed. Quite a bit,
2: yeah. And like, I don't
3: know how much more they need to show. I yeah, know, maybe more gameplay stuff, more characters. God, didn't maybe they spent
2: like ten minutes on the E3 Direct or something where they showed off like gameplay or something. They spent I, a I long hope,
1: time. Okay, I that, hope yeah. I hope they do not like go over the battle system again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, they, 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 they go did, over way too much. They did. They did mention at least that uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they gave you the ability to shrink the HUD. Is is that something they added, or am I might think it's I can't I remember. Th-
1: I think you're thinking the city because yeah because they they do allow you the arcade or
0: console version. The uh, on, on, that.
1: on the Xenoblade, like you see, like there's little descriptions underneath each go. I think you can turn that off to like kind of clear up. Like, oh, uh, I hope so. Little...
0: It needed to be like 14, right? Where you can like shut off certain things if you don't. Yeah, need because
1: it. because, that, because they're, they're like in a weird situation, right? Because like the big like glaring flaw, one of the big glaring flaws of, uh, of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X was like the HUD was like, oh, like my... super small.
0: Oh, right? okay. I thought you were gonna just say it was so busy. I'm like, what did they do? Well, nothing. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it,
1: no, like yeah, it was busy too. But like, sure. but the uh, if you're trying to like play on the Wii U pad, like. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like, it was so hard to, like, you had to oh, squint for the text.
0: I-, I did play it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So... I just
3: feel like I don't know how much more they need to show the game. It's They're doing the
0: Japanese side of things where it's like Falcom, where they're going to divulge every single bit, little piece of information Ooh. until it's out.
3: I know I the Japanese Twitter account. The Japanese Twitter account has basically been showing off a bunch of the blades. I guess just yeah. kind of like one every other day or whatever. I've seen. Yeah, them. they have
2: some uh, interesting designs like that well, one where it has those two huge arms.
1: It's pretty funny. Okay, it's pretty funny. They're going the mobile game route of having like guest artists for like yeah. for each like rare blade because oh. that's what they do with like every other Japanese mobile game. Like uh, like in Fake Grand Order, for example, you'll you'll see like uh, you know all these cars out, like, very different art styles. Cause there's a lot of guest artists going that's into right. there. Okay. Kind of like reminds of me. Boom
3: I mean, Heroes. it also yeah. kind of reminds me of Fire Emblem Awakening, where they had mm-hmm. the the special characters like a Roy, you know, like they had like the normal Roy, and then they had like oh, yeah. Roy dr- drawn by an artist I don't know who. Fi yeah, but...
1: Fire Emblem Heroes as well does that too. Uh, right? yeah. Wait,
3: so
0: so I, so I know is that uh, so they're drawn it are those like character models based on the art? Is that going to appear in the game? Is that what's going I don't know, because it seems so weird. And, like, discon- like Fire Emblem Heroes, for example, so disconnected.
3: I don't think most of the Blades are really like characters in the game. It's like... You, like, summon them in battle, and then they become your blade, and, like, that's it. Oh, I think, okay. I think
1: it's, a, it's one of those compromises, like, right? You have, like, full artistic freedom of how you want to design this blade, but, like, when it's rendered in the game engine, they're going to try to, like, unify it with, with the okay, 3D models. Okay, that, that makes but, more but, sense. But, but, like, in the actual menu itself, like, I imagine you'll see, like, the 2D art style on there. That's what you'll see. But
3: even like, then, the... they're not, like, game characters. They're more like these just, like... Spirits or something, and they're yeah. like SMT demons. I'm probably yeah. just
0: being way too picky. It's just that yeah. when I see like such a change, like diver, uh, diversity in the artists, uh, I'm just like, oh, man, I just yeah, like, it's, the it's, style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm just you. being super picky about that. Uh, but yeah, that's that's once again that's gonna be on Tuesday at 6 a.m. when all the embargoes for other games are <laughs> about done, and so it's gonna be kind of a crowded area. They didn't say. I don't think they said how long the direct is gonna be. I assume it's gonna be like another like 15, 20 minutes, like the Animal Crossing one was. Uh, but with that much time and the game out only in four weeks uh i'm curious to see what exactly here's
1: a 50 to 20 minute breakdown of the battle system oh my god it's
0: like (laughs) they really you know there's something wrong with the battle system if they need to spend that much time on it really it's i mean i i will say at least that from what i saw from like at least from the e3 and the other stuff that they showed it looks kind of neat uh especially like the weird dancing stuff every time you like knock you're able to like uh, time your button presses. It's kind of it's kind of adorable in a sense. The way they. Yeah, yeah.
2: they the only it. thing I'm a bit worried about with the uh, battle system is um, in Z- um, Xenoblade and Xenoblade Chronicles X, you had um, when you were moving around, you could have this uh, attack while you're moving. But now in um, Xenoblade Two, apparently you have to stop, yeah, and then your auto attack. Your oh, I like 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 positioning is a lot more
1: important here in the, in the oh, sequel. So you I have like, to commit to it too.
0: Can you lock on, please? Please, I don't want to be oh. Monster Hunter style, where I have to like, you know. Hopefully, I get it. You can <laughs> well, I, lock on. I, on I, on I the think it's thing. I think it's auto attack,
1: so it's just like you stand there and then auto attack. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah.
0: I just the fact that you have a, a stop button, you just can't at- attack while you're running around. I guess they. Well, I don't know. That's, that's I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of that seems kind of sluggish, but we'll we'll find out, I guess. Uh, we'll find out. We'll, uh, the 50, as you said, fifteen twenty minutes of just battle stuff. Uh, we will find out uh, in the direction. A couple that, of days. that'd be that'd be
1: horrible. I'd <sighs> I'd cry. <Yeah. laughs>
0: So let's, um. so I'm going to change my name over here. Uh, so let's, uh, we're we'll moving to some more news that we've got here. Uh, Square Enix announced World of Final Fantasy is going to be coming to Steam. I don't know how many guys got to play it. I did not. And so this I actually opened really it
2: never I got on it. earlier this year. I kind of enjoyed it, but I haven't gotten back to it since.
0: Oh, well, yeah. uh, maybe this I hear a excuse. lot of
1: people really, really liked it, though. Yeah. That's cool.
0: I think it's crazy, like, uh, just from, like, the, the art style to, like, the collaboration uh, stuff that they had there. Like, I was excited to see, like, Xenogears was in it. I was like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> when, I, when I was, like, acknowledged after oh, so Oh, yeah, long. that's right. Yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which...
1: A lot of people considered it as like, oh, yeah, this, this is the best Final Fantasy of this year when it was released. Oh, yeah,
0: when it was better than Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe some would still... They're probably,
1: they're probably right, maybe. I've always had an affinity
0: for like... Or... For... Oh, one out of place. please.
2: Um, the one strong opinion I have about the game is that the mascot character's translation and how they use the word the in their, like, just dialogue is so annoying. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I heard about that. It's kind of like a tick, you know, in speech. Only it's instead of being endearing or whatever, it's just uh, tedious. But anyway, like I've always had an affinity for like monster-raising type games. I know some people like they hate it because they want their characters to be characters or whatever. Yeah. Um. Uh, maybe that's why I like SMT or whatever. Uh. But that's I I I was actually going to play Wild Get World of Final Fantasy when there was like that Amazon like price error and i bought it and like uh, it was in my cart but it like didn't like go through or whatever. Oh yeah, we <laughs> talked about that
0: during the Prime yeah. Day stuff. Like yeah, we there was like a ton of games that were like really deeply discounted for it was like
3: bucks, like 12 bucks 12 bucks or something like that. Cuz they but, doubled you know, yeah, the yeah, discount. That, that yeah. just reminded
2: me. Uh Digimon World Next Order came out this year.
3: Yep, yep. That, that oh,
2: yeah. did
0: actually yeah, on January 30th i think was the date, but like But
3: anyways, yeah, I basically I think I will enjoy this game if I had the time to play it, but like now that it's coming to Steam, it's like well I guess I'll just get this version. I, I guess yeah. you could say
1: this this will be the first representation of a Kingdom Hearts character in Steam because Sora it's, is in that game.
0: That is right,
3: and it's actually
0: out in a uh, two weeks from Tuesday I think is the date November. 21. November twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be out. I believe that um, there's gonna be of course you know Steam achievements and trading cards and all that stuff and i think that you also get like sephiroth and the glow mogul and, and i can't wait for the mod game. yeah oh man the bot going to be great yeah hopefully. i can't wait it's gonna be exciting uh but that's i think that's it uh they haven't really said anything else i mean we did Adam did point this out on our Twitter account that it's going to have dual audio without the weird, like, confusion if you need the day one edition and all that garbage that happened in the previous yeah. game. Uh, but it's it's basically um, the day one edition of World of Final Fantasy plus, like, I think, a digital soundtrack sampler and wallpapers and stuff like that. Oh,
1: yeah, I, I do remember that, like, the initial trailer for it. It was worded very weirdly at the end. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, Day 1 Edition. And like at the very end, it's available for limited time. It's like, this game's going to be available for a limited amount of time on Steam. What? I,
0: I'm pretty sure you can still get the Day 1 Edition for lot of Final Fantasy to this day. It's, it's yeah, not. But-
2: oh, God, yeah. That's remind. Well, at least with the Vita, I think they only had Day 1 editions, But it came with, like, a voucher for DLC. And I think the Japanese voice um, pack was part of that i think yes. like
0: I, I could still get a day one edition of type zero so HD, two things know? about yeah.
3: two things about square enix they, yeah. they've been doing these day one editions for a long time and oh, almost yeah. all of them like over in a sense for like i remember like you can get type zero hd like a year after release released and look at the day one edition yeah, same quest thing heroes. with like yeah. same thing with dragon quest heroes and star ocean 5 and yeah, so, so. like basically every single one of their games that had a day one edition you could get it like I'm so a year excited. later
1: to get the Day 398 night eat at the Star Ocean
3: 5. Oh my god. Buy. But also, so that's just kind of a weird, like, I don't know what you want to call that, <laughs> <Or> what, <laughs> strategy that Square Enix is doing yeah. to try to get people to buy
0: them early. It's like, is, um, are people have kind of picked up on that by now, that it's really yeah. just like, you know, just buy the first print run, and it's just a weird, like, it makes the label look ugly when they just slap on Day 1 Edition. But, also,
3: on but also, like, Square Enix is, I think, like, one of the only... Namco Bandai Namco does it a little bit too, but almost every single Square Enix game will release on consoles, and then like a year later or something get a Steam release. Which is you know it's cool that they're getting Steam releases. It's just that's kind of how they've been doing it is that they're always like delayed. So sometime next year we're going to get that Final Fantasy XII PC announcement.
2: Well, uh, they saw how yeah um, that's how Five worked, and it's like oh let's get them double dipping for us I, too. I,
3: okay i want i want it to be like the,
1: the star ocean 4 remake like the the, the ridiculous title it should just be called in the steam version title final, 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 final fantasy 12 the zodiac age day one edition no, no final fantasy title.
3: 12 the zodiac <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna do some joke like international version the zodiac age 4k and hd or something mm, 4K HD one edition or
0: edition? oh my god how I many editions are <laughs> yeah. there gonna be then you gotta like, you have to get like the flow chart out to determine what the difference between all the different editions are <sighs> But yeah, that's <laughs> so yeah, World of Final Fantasy once again is gonna be out on November twenty first. Let's move into some sad industry news. Cause good lord, there's been some really sad industry news lately. Uh so hot on the heels of EA shutting down Visual Studios Vis uh, Visual Games, excuse me, rest in peace. Uh Perfect World uh shut down Runic Games as the end of October. And so this is, if people who don't know, they're the makers of the Torchlight series, which at the time was kind of heralded as a much better experience than Diablo 3, like it was the proper sequel to Diablo 2, in a sense, because uh, it had way more features and you know all the different things like pets and, and all the stuff that was you couldn't really experience in Diablo 3, at least at launch, until they put out uh, all their expansions. So uh, from what we can gather from the uh, uh, statements that both companies have put out, uh, of course, Runic Games, all they can really say is that, you know, they kind of, uh, the studio head, Marsh Leffler, he just kind of said, you know, people who like the Torchlight series, there'll be some news coming about that. Uh, but their community and multiplayer services for Torchlight will continue on long after the studio has gone, which is apparently now because the studio shut down, uh, like I said the other day. Perfect World, the only thing they would say is sort of the same thing that EA Games said about Visual Studios, uh, excuse me, Visual Games, I keep missing the names, that um, they have a renewed focus on online games. <laughs> and so uh, it's really difficult to be reading stuff like that. Uh, they said, yeah, the company's uh, continued strategy to focus on online games as a service. So Torchlight, obviously, as a single player game uh, with some multiplayer, of course, is not really part of that vision. So they shut them down. They also shut down Motiga, uh, makers of gigantic, uh, which was kind of like a, whoever played like evolve, you know, like the one v four kind of stuff.
2: That's oh, kind of yeah. like
0: what this was, but it was like, you know, you're a team trying to fight another team mm-hmm. and their giant guardian. Actually, I think it's like both sides of a giant guardian. You have to take them yeah. down, uh, which looked pretty cool. But they, so yeah, Rune games, you know, torchlight, a, amazing uh, games, amazing games. And yeah, like Kind of good. underrated in a way too. Um, deserve way more love than they, they ever got the fact that this is happening uh but they also leave it on you haven't heard the last of us so it makes me wonder like so the people who don't know like titan quest for example that studio got shut down but then they moved on to make grim dawn which is apparently a great uh isometric uh action rpg in the vein of diablo but like it's got insane updates and features and stuff like that it makes me wonder what Wounded games has got too but do you guys have any sort of uh, uh, reverence for the torchlight series like i do Absolutely, I,
1: I I love them. Like uh, I've played through the Torchlight 2 a lot, especially uh, with uh, several friends. I like making like the like, the wizard sorcerer yes, uh, type uh, in that game. Uh, it, th- those were great games for the time. Like uh, I'm I'm really glad, you know, that th- those were able to come out. Uh, I know that a lot of people are kind of iffy about them at first, but grew to love them as I was like a very gradual. Kind of thing, um, but I think that the it's a we start connect the dots a little bit because they just recently uh, released a, a game called Hob, and uh, you kind of wonder that's probably the final uh, straw that broke the camel's back on this. Like, hey, if, if Hob doesn't meet ex- expectations.
0: It
4: was
1: this a is very
2: different having. game, though. Like, yeah, yeah it was a very yeah. It's yeah. a very different. It was game. basically a three D platformer puzzle game, and I'm yeah. not sure if that was the yeah. best idea for them to release because yeah. it's not really a studio that's known for it. And it, that's it's a, a very recent jump. release too. It was just yeah, like a
1: few months ago as well. So, and you know, hopefully, I I wish the very best for them. I I do hope that they make a spiritual spiritual successor to Torchlight, like you know, just with so a lot more features, modernized. Like, I I think that's that's their strength. Uh, and I hope I hope they go that route. I mean, wherever it, they go it, next,
0: even if they don't go necessarily that route, it would still be nice to see them because c- clearly they've got like their gameplay mechanics and everything like that. They're experts at that stuff. So yes, it'd be great uh-huh. to see that same team be able to do that. You know, I hope everybody who worked at Runa Games and Matiga, of course, land on their feet because mm, yeah. it's always really difficult to see a studio get shut down. And um, you know, a lot of people don't look on their side of things. You know, it's like they're humans losing their jobs, right. and so it's really important that. They, it's been a uh, lot
1: the, the, this year. Like, you know, it, it, like, we had a lot of great games this year, but for the people making them, there's been a lot of uh, yes. you know, heartbreaking news you know, in the industry.
0: Yeah, just, and uh, obviously people that really do their jobs and do it very well, and just it's not aligned with what AAA studios and everything like that uh, think about it. Uh, but ho- yeah, once again, hopefully they're able to do something um, together. And you know, for all intents and purposes, it just seems like the whole industry is sort of shifting towards like, a middle Uh, the middle with like double a development and and, uh, you know independent development and all that and less on the triple a side of things and you know the more they do that the better because i think that it means less uh uh, more chances to like you know sort of like uh outside the norm uh projects and you know maybe more risks without the huge budget losses and all that stuff that triple a development does when they're investing like tens of millions of dollars on just the marketing for example so uh, the more they do that the better uh, and the last piece of news that we've got here, uh, I guess James will take it from here, but Arc System Works opened in an American branch. Uh, they've, been develop- they've been a studio for, like, what, like 30 years? And so 30 it's, years. It's kind of crazy, right?
2: Yeah, this uh, news is actually something that's been a long time coming. Uh, ever since Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma, they've actually been doing their own translations for most of their games. So it's something that really has been something that, People kind of expected to happen eventually, like especially in the last year or so, they've had a much stronger presence on social media with their own like English Twitter account and whatnot. So they released enough games and obviously over the last couple of months, we've been seeing them like really expand with stuff like uh, Blue, Cross Tag Battle and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. So the company itself has been expanding and this is not a surprise um the bigger news from this i think is actually the fact that who's next because this has been something of a trend in the last couple of years where these smaller companies that have previously been having their games um published overseas by other companies like idea factory now there's idea factory international and that company's not that old like it's only been around for like what three years now something like that yeah and so you had Idea Factory International, which obviously had a big shakeup for what games uh, NIS was publishing in well, NIS America. You have uh, Arc System Works, where they already were translating their own stuff. Now they're going to be publishing their own stuff.
3: I, but, I know we've talked in the past, like Spike Chunsoft. My...
2: Yeah, Spike Chunsoft is next. Right. Totally. that's uh, it seems so that, like a uh, you know they had their first the international next, like already, press conference they, sorry go yeah ahead. they've had their own international press conference they already hire people for their own pr like overseas and yeah, I they actually,
3: have english they have english speaking like i think american pr people yeah, so. yeah, yeah yeah so
2: they're totally next it's going to they're going to be the next big company and they're already self-publishing a lot of their games on steam which is mm-hmm. one of the things that Arc system works was doing leading up to this so i'm imagining like sometime next year we're going to hear about that from spike chunsoft and that a good point that uh, people brought up in the ease 8 uh, localization uh, thread on um, Res- reset era was um anahawk somebody from ice america was mentioning that this is going to be a big deal for uh access because the big games that they've been publishing have obviously been art system works right.
4: mm-hmm. yeah. Spike
2: chunsoft so it's going to be I- interesting to see what happens with them and the localization industry in general as it becomes more crowded over the next year I've, I've
3: talked about this before but access games like i love them but like they they kind of like
2: they're in a like, real position because they like
3: X exceed to- is marvelous so they they'll always have marvelous games NIS, nis america has nisa you know idea factory you know they have like They have a a company that basically they are going to localize those games at Atlas, obviously, but like access doesn't really. And they kind of have to like scrounge for the projects. They don't even have a
2: European branch either. Like you publish a lot of their stuff, I think overseas, like like access,
3: some of their biggest games were the arc system works fighters and also like the zero escape stuff. And (laughs) you know it's just other, a lot of their stuff, like they have like a zombie game coming out. They got the one, they got the Falcon game, uh,
2: Toc-toc-toc-
3: yeah, so that's that's going to be a big title for them. Um, but they're just they're kind of in that weird position. Like I'm I'm not an expert on this, but like they. It's, from my perspective they're kind of in a weird position yeah know. because, because <laughs> like, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're, it's like it's such a it's a fundamentally different thing like from uh, you know Nice America and Idea Factory separation because Nice can always like rely on their first part or their in-studio stuff like this guy yeah, yeah. you
2: know I don't know, I don't know. Wait, one time. Uh, eventually doing this is going to be a big deal for an ass as well because Don yeah. Rampa.
1: That's right. I don't know what access has that they could like lean on. It's
2: always been like a short bed. I mean, um, honestly, what they, like recently they've been leaning on the Otome games stuff. Like that's
0: yeah. The, I was going to say that Otome games definitely. And you know, they could just become um, a Japanese localization, like uh, independent game develop uh, publisher. Like that. You can just focus only on that stuff. And there's definitely a market for it, you know, cause like that's, I think one of the big challenges is just, you know, uh, Japanese studios trying to find a way to get their games over here. A lot of them have been relying on like Kickstarter for example, but if they have a company like Access Games who has the distribution
2: network to handle it themselves, um, they well, could I mean, do Plays that. already does a bunch of that, so I'm not well, sure. There's,
0: they could be another one. I mean, there's definitely competition there, too. Well, so.
2: there's a couple of those, like, I don't know what you
3: want to call them, like, Pico-sized localizers where, like, Pico-sized. like Ray Gigant was, like, localized by Actyl. Who, like, the only other thing they've done is, like, Super Big um Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's works. Sorry, so, I don't know. AXIS is a little bit bigger than those guys, but...
2: Just,
0: yeah, is uh, like a translation team, though. They're not really, like, a yeah. publisher at all. They're just right. yeah. That
2: Yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up because I feel like it's something that's kind of relevant, like, just on the sense that Arc System works. They haven't really done too many RPGs. They've done some, but they've also done Persona fighting games, and it's just yeah. a big deal because it's a new localization studio coming into uh, existence, and it, it just... The localization scene is really, really yeah, right?
1: It it's a it's a weird shift because you see like you know similar stories, like obviously in different platforms, like you know, Crunchyroll is getting to that localization period with their right. new Don Machi mobile game. You see Adiplex US starting to get into that with Fate Grand Order. Like, you know, it's just the, the localization scene it's like it's in a weirdly like dense spot where it's starting to expand but like in like oh yeah crazy I, ways yes I,
2: I should mention that uh i guess p cube is also kind of That's expanding right. to the yeah. west because they're doing those science adventure titles which right. honestly mages might actually end up doing a western branch of their own eventually because uh it's a similar situation that uh access had with the Arc system works releases in the last couple of years where all of those um science adventure titles that PCU releases, they're not the ones doing the localizations. It's actually all in-house by Mages.
0: You know, hmm. I'm gonna be happy if Mages does that so they stop like region locking their trailers. That's really <laughs> annoying as hell when they do
2: that. It's like can't yeah, watch just, this in
0: America because it's done in Japan. Yeah.
2: I guess I wanted to bring this up because I feel like, what do you guys feel about this? Because this story isn't just about Arc System Works. It's about this fundamental shift that seems to be happening where a lot of these smaller companies, like all around the same time, are kind of getting their own Western, like.
0: I mean, I it, honestly, uh, I mean, it's great news for Arc System Works, obviously, because they clearly uh, um, are a huge studio now with the success of like Guilty Gear and stuff like that. Clearly, they're still going to have a presence in Japan because of the arcade market and all that stuff. But,
2: yeah, and um, also, I. I wonder if uh there's going to be anything where you're going to take um, cuz one thing I've noticed when I looked on um their Wikipedia page cause up um coming up to this podcast is um over the last couple of years they've actually been releasing a lot of uh games like translating them from uh English to Japanese. Yes, and, who has uh Arc System Works. Yeah,
3: okay, I know like I know like Spike Chunsoft does that. Uh, but, um they they do they do some of the biggest English or English to Japanese Japanese localizations. So. I mean, I would say that I don't think it's going to
0: stop the, the localization from happening with other studios. Because, for example, some of those games, the Tommy games for uh, that are that Axis are doing, are ultimate Idea games. Factory, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I I mean, and so the, clearly, uh, Idea Factory International is a handling it, so Axis is. So, like, I still see Arc System Works, for example, working with Bandai Namco for publishing uh, mm-hmm. a lot of their games. Or maybe even Axis for... I, th- gear, I think everyone
1: know? benefits, you know, because yeah. this, this allows – this frees up a lot more, you know, resources to, you know, go into, like, more, like, maybe lesser-known products or, like – or things that would have been – wouldn't have been possible if the if the
0: partnership was still there. And, it, yeah, uh, it could just be uh, – I'm sorry, Josh, you completely thought. Yeah, go for it. You go, was, uh, go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, for example, techmo Tecmo um, has a uh, American presence – if you want to think of it that way, but it's mostly just marketing. And then you've got other studios where it's like game development, but it's like you have to go to Canada for that or something like that. So it, I, I don't know if necessarily a U.S. branch means a ton of things. Like it's an all-in-house, like everything's going to be done here for the West. It could just be that they're doing particular things and other stuff, it's still going to be with other publishers. I it's going
2: to be an actual, like, true localization studio. Sure, because... but
0: not even Idea Factory International is quite like that either. So it's... it's yeah. I, I, it well, be I mean, seen.
2: they've already said that they're going that they're um, opening up shop in Torrance, which, hey, that's actually where Exceed is, which is Torrance. pretty interesting. Torrance, ah, yeah. cool.
0: Uh, we so have to go they actually <laughs> are
2: going to have an HQ, like a building.
4: Yeah.
2: In the So, I mean, I do feel like that they're going, they said they're going to do publishing and whatnot. It, sure. It's going to be interesting, though, because Axis was doing pretty much everything Dark System Works is releasing for, like, so long. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's obviously, yeah, it's great news for them, and I hope that it just shows that, how successful they've been lately? Uh, clearly, they've been going like by leaps and bounds, and with the fact that they're they're collaborating with other studios for games like Dragon Ball Fighters uh, to be able to use their existing technology to make that and make more money. Uh,
2: it, it's it's, it's, been it's big insane.
1: Like, you yeah, know, the just point the amount. Of...
2: Which I kind of muddled over earlier is this isn't actually that big of a change from what the status quo has been for a few years. Like, no. even over the last couple of months, like you've been seeing a lot of Arc System Works games like on the Switchy Shop that they've been releasing, and they're all-in-house translations. It's really isn't that new. It's just that they're going to be doing, assumedly, process. like, yeah. physical, like, um, publishing and
0: whatnot. Yeah, yeah, they're actually going to have a presence over here as opposed to just trying to send everything over here and rely on maybe another publisher, distribution company to handle it for them. Josh, you're going to say something, though? Yeah, I'm
1: just saying it's just insane the amount of, like, localization projects, like, that have, like, just been ramping up, like, uh, you know, as the years have passed. Like, mm. you have things like, uh Clanad. You know, Little Buster just came out on Steam. You have the next Toho coming out on Steam. Like Toho, geez. Well, yeah.
2: Toho isn't going to have a translation, but I see what you mean. Yeah. But
1: yeah, but it's going to be readily available. People don't have to like rely on like fan disc, like you know, even try to like install on their computers. Oh it's, yeah,
0: it's on Steam, right? But yeah, Japanese only, but still, yeah, it's crazy to think about. Yeah,
1: it's a it, it's a big shift, but in a sense, it, everyone benefits. It's kind of unifying it, and also uh, frees up, you know, those companies. To, yeah, it's you know, been pretty ta- 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 crazy seeing
2: projects. some of the games that have been localized. There, like, there, there are more instances of, uh,
1: of us saying, "Wow, this game's going to be localized," instead of like, "Oh tomorrow, man, there's another mono. project."
4: Yeah.
2: That, yeah, yeah. I mean, I,
0: I'm still we're still excited about sequels, but this just are like brand new games. But man, like it is definitely a uh, great to see that. And you know, Bandai Namco Asia, for example, still getting games like they just announced that that um, Full yeah, Metal Panic full Halo game Halo is going to be it's going to be an. I'm sorry, uh, that full really,
2: uh, James, stop! Sorry. A little
3: Panic is going to have an English.
0: <laughs> let me finish it. He wants to. He won't let me talk about it. Yes. All right. So, right. Now you can talk, James.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, that's another thing. Like, uh, there's so many games that even if they don't get an official like localization are coming out in Asia, like you had Gundam Breaker Three, you had um, Super. The latest Wars. Psychonotatogen, yeah. like that has a, an Someone English translation say. both in Japan game, and in Asia. Right? It's like, yeah, I've yeah. actually been a. Yeah, it's just really interesting seeing how just so many games get translated nowadays it feels like we're at the point where just it's back pretty it's much like everything's yeah. getting translated now it's, it's back like, or... it's back
0: to like the playstation two days you know like a ton of games being localized because the consoles are so successful now that it's worth doing worth endeavoring um the fact that it's even more successful here than it is in Japan means that they're way more inclined to do it because otherwise they're going to have a lot of financial troubles if they don't.
2: At least with the Asian English stuff, it's less that. I think it's more that since the Asian market has started opening up more and you have like in Hong Kong and Southeast Asia, a lot of people speak English. It makes sense for them to get an English translation there because, hey, maybe some people import it too and it's probably – economically viable or
0: yeah i mean i think like china dropped china dropped their ban from a lot of those games like in a lot of regions of their country uh a while back so that's why that's also been expanding there too but yeah that's kind of it for the news uh once again we've got some big releases coming up this week including .hack IG, last week code uh so we'll have a review up on the site like josh talked about which is at rpgsite.net uh, let me just quickly check to see what else we've got up on the site right now for reviews. I just want to make sure that we always like to kind of point out the stuff that we've got up. Yeah, we've got last year June from Liz, um, Zwei. I reviewed
3: Zway and Summonite
0: 6. Yep, got both of those up on the site. So be sure to check that out if you're interested in either of those games. Um, yeah, that's that's it for now right now. I think we got got... Uh, oh, next week,
3: next week cool. um, well, Josh is going to put up his hack review soon, probably yep. the next day or so. Mm-hmm. Um we're gonna have a review from Natalie on the Frozen Wilds horizon. Yes, that's our, this uh, DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably have a Demon Gaze two review up sometime next week. Um, and I think those are the main things. Those are the main like, things reviews. Yeah.
0: We've also got a feature from Alex about, you know, Apparently, recently uh, Yokota really was uh, approached about. Uh, so uh, he was asked in an interview about the idea of like directing the next Final Fantasy. Uh, Alex obviously is not a big into that idea, and there's really good points in there. So we're not going to tease. We're not going to spoil any more of it. Be sure to read that article; it's actually really good, uh, and I totally agree with Alex and everything he said. Um, also, you can find us on Twitter at RPG Site, on our Facebook page facebook. net, YouTube channel youtube. dot com slash rpgsite net. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Just search for Tetracast. I think it says Tetracast by Zachary. So if you want to know where you can find it, uh, permanent Discord link, discord.me/slash RPG site. And then lastly, we'd like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So, Josh, where can they find you?
1: Find you at HDKIRIN,
3: H D K I R I N. Adam. Uh, K I N G underscore S E D A. James.
2: Um, at the suite T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T
0: Great. and you can find me uh, at Zach Reese so that's it for this October excuse me November 4th 2017 edition of the TetraCast last thing before we go because I forgot to mention this um, yeah Alex has got the Xbox One X which is also out this Tuesday I think my brother is going to get it as well so, you know, we'll have coverage for that stuff as well. Don't know so exactly. So many review him. codes. Apparently, like, yeah, there's, he, has, he has like 60 games. Uh, but that's like he's got other freelance stuff that he does that stuff for. Um, so it's not necessarily for us. But I will say that uh, apparently some games are going to be kind of Insanely big, uh, yeah. When that happens, your like data caps. Like uh, Quantum Break, apparently well. is like Quantum Break is like 158 gigabytes or something like that. Oh, I think it's like
2: 170, actually, Honestly, no, like
0: 170. Man. So like that's someone mentioned that's like twice my bandwidth cap. <laughs> so Jeez. that's Whew. what we're moving into, guys. And I hope that ISPs kind of re- recognize that stuff. But yeah, we'll man. have stuff on that, and especially like the performance improvements. I think is important because there's going to be extra modes with that stuff, like Hitman. We talked about last Saturday um, on our podcast that the new Hitman gave me the edition is gonna have like exclusive performance modes on that stuff so um it's getting kind of interesting and uh as we head into the holidays here so uh for everyone uh thank you all for listening and catch us next week for another edition of the tetracast bye you